Street Fighters, welcome to the show. Sunday night, time for a street fight. The call-in show is here. We want to know what's going on in your world. You can talk to us at 614-655-3887. Call in to the show. If you're watching right now on Twitch, Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube, you'll notice Brian's got a different background. We're getting set up for the Shock Jock Super Stream this Tuesday night, December 29th at 9 p.m. Uh, we're going to have Brian and Chris uh, jump back in to the Shock Jock world, take calls from people that uh, will have something to say. And we're going to be raising money for uh, Street Fight Radio to build a new studio because computers are way too expensive and we run on a very small margin here. So uh, check that out. It will be free, no cost to watch. That's coming this Tuesday. My name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quinby. We're the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. We're Street Fight, and we do it every single week, two times a week. Please like and subscribe to the show. Give us five stars on your podcasting apps. It really helps us out. And if you want more of what we do, head over to patreon.com slash streetfightradio. We're ad-free, always have been, and we aren't going to take money to sell you shit. So we need your support, and you can do that at patreon.com slash streetfightradio. We've also got t-shirts in the store, store.streetfightradio.com. It's it's in there already, but the next t- the t-shirt for next month is ready to go. Anvil Mania by Nate Bear is coming up, and we're raising money for the Gwirls charity. So look for that info coming soon to your inbox. Brian, how's it going? Great. I have a knife. So okay. that's happening with me. This is weird. I'm like talking to Brett from across the room. I'm like set up like I'm on a TV show and Brett set up like he's on the regular stream and I miss him. I'm too far away, too far away. I can hear you right over there. You can hear me and I can see you. So it's all good. It's all good. But yeah, I got a knife now. I play with that a lot. Yeah, uh, you just do knife tricks. Just one one knife trick i'll show it to the people watching see I, f- I can flick it right open that's pretty cool you know there's a gif of that now okay menacing. actually on twitter menacingly i am menacing yeah i am for sure uh uh i like it i do a lot of stabbing motions with it just kind of stab 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 you know i always wanted a knife yeah, never had one should have helped out with uh, cleaning the studio up. I got to use it to cut some tape. You did get to cut some tape. I was helping. I was doing other stuff. Should have found something to cut. Yeah, we had to clean the studio up. The Shock Jock Superstream is a major event here. Uh, it makes us record the call-in show weirdly tonight. Uh, it'll be back to normal next Wednesday uh, when we come back and do the regular show. But uh, yeah, it's been a wild week. You know what's funny? Is at the beginning of the show, you said like and subscribe. And uh, yesterday, I was at the weed dispensary picking up some weed. And uh, the you're only allowed to have two people in there at the same time. So as I'm, as I'm standing at the counter, I look over at the guy and he's talking to the people. And it it's, seems like a really nice little conversation. And uh, he gets ready to walk out. As he's walking out, he just turns around and looks at everybody, all three of us, the two cashiers and me. And he just goes, remember to like and subscribe and just walks out the door. And I, I was like, that. that's a, that's cool. I like that. <laughs> that's pretty fun. He's a weed reviewer. 
And he claims uh, that all the other Ohio weed reviewers uh, fake smoking it. So that's an interesting take. That's something you got to look out for, I guess. People doing a, 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 a Clinton, Bill Clinton inhale on it. I don't know. That's what he said. Why would you fake it? I fuck, dude. I can't tell you. I don't know why you would want to be a weed reviewer and then not get high. I don't know. Scandalous. It is. I didn't know that was happening. I didn't know that all the weed reviewers in Ohio are faking it. I was like a little bit weirded out, though, because he drives all over the state getting his weed and he has party plates. And I was like, oh, okay. All right, buddy. Maybe don't do that while you're driving. Did he introduce himself while he was there? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get. Don't get. The me, info. I don't want to give any names out. I didn't get the info. No, I didn't get his info. So he's trying to have a go at being a reviewer by driving around to every dispensary and writing reviews about it. Yeah, grabbing some Gibsonburg glue. I think he's trying to get some of the the Ohio strands. Got it. You know, because there's some strands specific to Ohio, like Gibsonburg glue. <laughs> Meigs County more, Gold. Okay, Meigs County Gold is fine, but Gibsonburg Blue Glue is—I don't know. Maybe. It's a good name because no, there's a Gibsonburg, not. Ohio. Yeah, but it shouldn't have been named that in the first place. Gibsonburg? Yeah, they should have went with something better. Yeah, Gibson's probably a racist. Yeah, I'm sure of that. If you got a city named something, it's uh, it's racist. I'm sure of it. So that was a little weird for me. Just hearing the like and subscribe on the way out. Just like on the way out, man. Hey. Like and subscribe. Just, I think it, it, it I, probably just comes like it's second nature. Yeah, to those to those uh, Instagram types because he's an Instagram guy. That's what they were telling me as he was leaving. They were okay. like, "Yeah, he's an Instagram guy. He uh, he comes in and and picks up all the new strains, and like he just I don't know, man. Good for him. Good on him. You know, if he's making he's really a, got something, if he's getting some shit for free, which I think is illegal in Ohio, so he's not <laughs> right. He's probably paying for all of it he's, he's probably you know spending a couple thousand dollars a month on medical weed and has you know a hundred people on instagram to watch him yeah that's that's probably what's going on but he seemed like a nice enough guy i guess i don't know you know uh but it was funny to hear and then today he's walking over here and uh, on my way here, a guy stopped me, asked me for $260, okay. which I thought was a bold ask. Yeah, I've never been hit with that before. He said he needed to get to Sacramento, and he only had 100 bucks on him, and he needed 260 more. And I was like, man, I don't know, dude. I don't have that's a tough sitch. I was like, I don't have that much money, buddy. I'd go bus. I'd be going bus if that was that. I think that's what he's shooting for. It probably does cost that much on the bus. He said he had a week to get to Sacramento. I was like, wow. I saw a lot of weird stuff, man. I saw the guy arguing about IDs with uh, uh, the two people at the uh, gas station down the street from you. He was trying to buy some beer. And they asked for his ID. And he showed him an expired ID from September 2019. He was like, they won't let me get one. It's COVID. I don't know. They said you have to honor this, though. Right. Because of COVID. And they were like, well, I mean, it's a certain date. Right. And uh, you had time. Yeah, you you had a little bit of time before COVID hit. Unless you were reading about coronavirus, 
he was like reading about coronavirus he yeah. started quarantining when it hit china when they were <laughs> yeah. like uh like the first person got it he was like hey uh i got coro- i i got a quarantine from this i i i'm foreseeing everything will be in lockdown and he just went in lockdown <laughs> I, I can't go get an id someone could have it there we don't have the infrastructure <laughs> in place yet to to trace properly yeah they're like as a kentucky id they were they were uh at, after he left because he's a guy in front of me he stayed for a while and argued she was like i'm not trying to hear this dude like at the counter they're they're not right they don't put up with a lot of stuff at this gas station you know they just yeah. don't she's like i'm not trying to hear this dude i don't care i gotta tell you i don't care and he kept saying i'm not mad at you she's like i don't really care if you're mad at me really right. i'm not selling it to you and then as he walked out they're like they probably won't even let him get an id well, he's had a Kentucky ID. He's probably not allowed back in Kentucky for some reason. You right. know what I'm saying? And I was just like, geez, <laughs> give it to him. Like and subscribe. Yeah, like and subscribe. I'm out of here. You guys can like and subscribe to my podcast. I did get us a listener this week. Really? At a Starbucks. How? And guy asked me what I was doing on Wednesday. And I was like, I got to go to work. He's like, when people say like, oh, what so you're just you know taking a day for yourself when i stopped in and he like acted oh, what, like that oh like, like what do you, wh- you why are you what are you doing it's the, it's working time right now why aren't you at work is that what he's asking yeah like what are you doing what's what's your business and i was like uh oh, i gotta work at eight or no he said are you off work or some shit like that you know and i'm like i gotta work at eight and he's like uh oh really what do you work and i was like uh I was like, uh, oh, no, nowhere. I'm I'm just a podcaster. And he was like, oh, really? What's the podcast? And I told him, he was like, I'm going to listen. So if you're the guy at the Starbucks and you're listening, buddy, you made an impression on me. Welcome. And that's all. Yeah. Welcome to the show. You know, let's maybe think about starting a union. I don't know. Could happen. I mean, I did give your coworker uh, a good, I hipped her to a very cool clothing website. To purchase some clothes. Okay. So well, you I set them up. I did. I set them up. I hipped them to a cool podcast and a clothing website. She asked where I got my shirt. Uh-huh. That was very, it's a very cool <laughs> shirt. People uh-huh. ask me often. It's got flowers on it. Right. Down the sleeve and on the often. hood. Yeah. You're like, I don't see a cool guy like this walking around very often. I got to find out where he gets his gear. Sure. You know? Yeah. This guy's dressed it's all the time. This is a sharp dressed man. You know? That's how I see myself. That's yeah. why I think that guy asked me for two sixty. Really? You think he had? He's like, this guy's got two hundred fifty dollars worth of shirt and hat on. I'm pretty sure he has the two sixty, and it's like, no, I just spend my money unwisely. Yeah, I would never have that amount. <laughs> if I had that amount, I'd buy a hundred and fifty dollar t shirt. <laughs> I got this watch now i'm closing rings that's my new thing that's nice closing rings on the apple watch somebody said it's bourgeois surveillance culture but i was just like well i'm broke you know you can call me bourgeois or whatever yeah but it doesn't hurt <laughs> i don't, I don't care <laughs> i don't feel guilty yeah i don't feel guilty because i spend my money totally unwisely and just have things that i think are nice i'm gonna be buried with this stuff right Bury me in my cool watch with my cool pants. I mean, if that watch is like your phone, you'll break it in six months, probably. I'm trying to be responsible with it 
and uh i think i'm doing an okay job i mean i don't know how you'd break it unless you fall which i do a lot of that so yeah and i have noticed that i catch the door with my wrist a lot yeah right on the watch oh yeah on the back it's got a metal uh-huh. I got a metal band because I said I can't be seen with a uh, plastic band. You know, I'm too much of a gentleman for a plastic band. Sure. You know, just up in my game lately, you know? Yeah, Santa Claus really helped you out, I guess. He did. He gave me a knife, you know, and uh, some toys, too. I got some toys. Hey, yo-yo. A, a good yo-yo. A nice one. Like a competition yo-yo that I could probably use when I joined the the ranks of the yo-yo competition circuit. I think they call it that. I can now do the little triangle thing. You can't do the triangle? I can do the triangle thing now. What is that called? Like the cuckoo clock or something? I don't know. Probably dog What's in a boat or something. <laughs> yeah, they all have like <laughs> turn of the century names. <laughs> <laughs> rock the cradle rock the cradle i can do rock the cradle i can do walk the dog i can stall it you know yeah, the stall move where it's down for a second and you're like whoop whoop yeah pull it up yeah. i can do the twist where you put it out and have it come back in and around and you do it like a 360 uh-huh i can do a 360 that looks pretty violent i, I like that 360 is good i also used to do the one where you Throw it down. You bend the string in half, and then it climbs the other. You you go underneath and let it climb the rope. I gotta learn that. That's a good one too. I'm gonna be watching yo-yo instructional videos all the time. Now I wanted to play video games yesterday, but instead started watching yo-yo videos. That's like, not bad. How do you become a yo-yo? Expert? You're you're a boomer memes fantasy. I am. I love you. Yes, I am a boomer memes fantasy. They're like these fucking Gen Xers, man. Your son is. Your, I'm sorry. Your dad is like probably on some like group like uh, called the Golden Oldies of Columbus. There's a group I'm in that's all about the the 50s and 60s in Columbus. He's like, my son turned off his PlayStation today and picked up a yo-yo. I was so dang proud. I guess that stuff sticks eventually. God bless. <laughs> my dad probably would be proud that i'm doing yo-yo now yeah yeah i think all dads are proud of yo-yo i'm gonna kids. tell my dad i do yo-yo but i'll tell him i, I do I'm, I'm like i'm thinking about joining a competition so he'll tell me i i could never be a competition yo-yo guy yeah <laughs> i need to get that high again from when i was a teenager yep <laughs> i need my dad to tell me i can't do something again <laughs> but yeah yeah how was your christmas brett uh, uh <clears throat> the christmas was good uh, yeah? yesterday was pretty bad but christmas was good was yesterday not christmas <laughs> no yesterday was the day after christmas oh yesterday was fine with me i didn't even move i just like laid still i really needed to reset so i took like a whole day off I sat around and uh, then played Wii Bowling. We're a big Wii Bowling family now. Yeah, we, you brought the Wii over and it was awesome. I was up screaming and yelling and cheering again. Wii Bowling is, that's the game. That's like it Mike is. Tyson's punch out level good game. Yeah, if you had a Wii that just had that on it, it's still worth a ton of money. Yeah, really. I'd pay $90 just to have the Wii that setup. Wii Bowling yeah. set up. Maybe tennis. I mean, those extra games are nice, too. A little tennis golf, a little tennis, you boxing know? Boxing is funny. Yeah, boxing's not good. They didn't do a good job with boxing. It's funny. It's okay. I got some slippers, too. So this Wednesday, tune in. You'll see my slippers. Maybe even on a 
Tuesday, maybe I'll bring my slippers. I bought, I got slippers that I could wear to your house, basically. That's awesome. So I can take the old shoes off. Got some hard-soled Uggs slippers. Uggs brand. Nice. I'm an Uggs guy, you know? I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Long time. You've been on their newsletter or what? I am. I am. Yes. You were early investor? Yeah. I made a lot of money off of Uggs. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Believe me. Yeah. When you guys were all making fun of girls for wearing Uggs, I was counting cash. Calling them Conan boots and stuff? (laughs) Yeah. People make fun of Uggs like crazy. They hated them. That's probably some misogyny there. Sure. Yeah. Because they hated Uggs. And I was like, I'm going to get some. I, I, I never you hated get Uggs, though. You didn't get real Uggs. No, they look like moccasins. Yeah, you got to get real Uggs. You think I'd look good on real Uggs? No, nobody does. Okay. They, it's like Crocs, sort just, of. Yeah, they, they're shapeless. I mean, they're warm and they're good for what they do, I guess. I, I don't know what they do. Them. They're... They're like sheepskin that's like 100% waterproof and shit, and they have wool on the inside to keep it super warm, and you just slip them on. They're all like I heard, all I heard was that you can wear them without socks and they don't stink. Yeah. That was the lesson. That's what I heard. I doubt about. that. I doubt that. I yeah. mean, maybe maybe a 14 year old girl might not stink up an UGG, okay. but I think you're probably going to stink up some UGGs. I mean, what is it about socks? You know, you ever think about that? Uh, like, why you got to wear socks or your shoes will stink? Like, what's that about? The socks are like your underwear. They keep the stink off of the... You got to have a barrier. There's just gross shit coming out of your feet constantly. My pants don't like stink the, if I don't wear underwear. Though. All your bad emotions, all the toxins in your body, just like because of gravity, just go to the bottom to your feet. And then... Is that why when you uh, uh, meditate, they tell you to feel it all the way from your head down to your feet? Yeah. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. And then you got to be wearing socks because they're going to start just erupting with toxins. I didn't know sweater. that. I just didn't get this. I, I, I always wondered why, like, my parents would yell at me if I didn't wear socks. Your fucking feet are going to stink. And it's like, oh, no, they won't. And then, you know, I'd not wear socks for a while. And they'd be like, I'd be like, oh, throw them away. My feet fucking stink. These throw shoes smell. You walk in the house and there's a stank ass pair of shoes sitting there. Yep. Time to yep. catch them. Now I'm a, I wear shoes all day and then socks to bed. I, I've turned into a socks to bed guy. Wow. Yeah. A lot of people won't do that. That's me now. Socks in bed. This I'm is a, crazy. Like, this is, I feel be- like I'm getting I'm getting behind the scenes Brian interview right now. I've become such a socks guy that I've been buying these Bombas. Okay. Crazy price for socks. They give them to homeless people too? I think they not American homeless people. <laughs> what does that mean? They send them to like is there an asterisk? Well, no, they just send them to like a place. I think maybe I'm thinking a different country. I'm thinking of a different one then. I don't know for sure. Yeah. One purchased and one donated. (laughs) One donated to who? (laughs) Probably another country, which is fine. I don't, I'm not, I'm, I'm an internationalist kind of guy. You know what I mean? I don't care. I don't think only American homeless people should get them. I'm saying usually they send them over to like Africa or something, you know? All 50 states. Oh, okay. Well, good. Well, I bought a bunch of Bombas for some people this week. I did a good thing. 
Because I got my wife bombas. I'm just heavy into socks right now. If you're a listener and you want to know what I'm heavy into right now, socks. Just socks for days. I have ribbed socks. I have non-ribbed you, socks. You I got, like Christmas more than I do. I do. You So you need to... Here's the thing. You need to bottle up this feeling you have right now. And you need to just sip on it for 30 days leading up to Christmas. Because this is how you're going to feel when it's done. You know I don't know how to do that, You though. should try, though. You should try to feel good about it. Plus, but socks are like... Uh, we sent socks to... I sent socks out to all of our people that we toured with. So Struggle Session, Trillbillies, uh, District Sentinel, Minion Death Call. And I sent them all socks. Smart Wool, because that's my brand. Uh, but that is the best gift ever. I also like a really highly engineered pair of socks is one of the finest feelings in the world. It is. It is. It's like highly engineered underwear. When they put that elastic around the arch of your foot was, I could never go back after that. I could have no saggy baggy elephant socks anymore. I know because you know, for the first 35 or for the first 39 years of my life, 40 years of my life, I was wearing socks that were fucking just hanging off my feet. You know, you take them off and they're just hanging off the front of your feet. Blown out. You take a walk and they fucking come off as you walk. Wiggly ass bacon <laughs> elastic at the top. <laughs> yeah, just, they just work their way to the bottom of your shoe. <laughs> Same with underwear, man. I was just not caring about underwear. And then I started walking and I was like, you need better underwear if you're going to walk the, yeah. if you're going to close those rings like I do. Right. You're going to need some fucking tight underwear. Yes. We went and got those. No chafing. And that changed everything. Yeah. And then once I got those, I got the socks. Once you get the socks, it's just now I'm wearing a whole base layer of nice shit. You know, I'm wearing tights right now. Okay. I have leggings on. Fun. Under my pants. Like Peter Pan did. Well, yeah, but they're under my pants. I actually meant to come here and take the leggings off and put them in my bag, but I didn't do that. So I'm just going to be hot. And then I have a base layer shirt on underneath because I'm outside all day, you know, and uh, I just feel good, man. I just feel good. I can't recommend enough. If you've got money, make (laughs) yourself feel good. Just get yourself some fucking good undergarments. Don't fucking treat them like me where it was like. For me, I just figured if nobody's going to see it, it ain't got to be nice. And I probably had the same underwear for 15 years at a time. You know, I know I had this pair of Fred Flintstone boxer shorts I got when I was 19. And when I was 30 at the uh, at the um, cable company, I I sharted on the way to work and I had to throw those fucking underwear in the trash. Wilma! <laughs> yeah. And it was fucking <laughs> humiliating, but it was also kind of sad because it was like, oh, I'm down a pair of underwear, you know? Yeah. I always hated shit in my pants too. <laughs> Just to watch them go down the trash. You're like, I'm not gonna they're not gonna not gonna see those again. I have to replace those. You've been through so many periods of my life. You know? Yeah. You've been around for 14 years now. I know. I had underwear for decades. <laughs> I had the same underwear for a decade. Yeah. And then it was just like time to fucking re up, dude. And now I'm I'm at a new time now where I got re up again on underwear. I didn't get no underwear for Christmas. Uh, somebody wants to know about betting. How about your? How's your betting? Uh, don't ask about that. <laughs> okay, You're not gonna like the answer to that. I'm gonna tell you the truth about my betting. I have a quilt. It's very nice. We wash it every two three weeks. That's not bad. 
That's not <sighs> as bad as I thought. Really? Eh, yeah, man. I've gone. I mean, I've gone year, maybe. I've gone yeah. a year. I've gone a whole year of my life where I just didn't care what was going on in my bed. I make my bed every day when I get up. Every single day I wake up, I make my bed and I fold it down. Uh huh. Like a hotel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So when I go home tonight, I'm climbing into a made bed. A folded down blanket. Just a made bed. Just like I'm living the life. How how, how often are you changing those sheets? Because that's like the underwear for your bed. That's the thing about the sheets. That's why I want to talk about it. Because now my wife's listening to this show. You can never tell if she's going to listen or not. Okay. But uh, I just washed the sheets the other day. I didn't change them, though. I washed them and then went back upstairs and put the washed ones on. But I don't. We only have two sets of sheets we're not a big sheets family the bed stuff you know i would love to be making bed money but like when you start looking into bed stuff it's just like get out of town you know what i mean i don't i that's the new underwear and socks for me it's just i look at it and i'm like nobody sees this this is like four underwears for this sheet (laughs) and number two like my bedroom like me and my wife had a whole she had to tell me, like, Brian, I care that our bedroom's not decorated. And I'm like, well, then you're going to have to do something about that because I don't care. Because I don't want people in there. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care. It's got to have a bed in it and a couple dressers. That's it. That's all I care about. I don't need pictures about, on the wall. What about aspirational f- paintings of places you'd like to visit? None. What about uh, endearing photos of your family and friends? None. And you should see my curtains in my bedroom. They're humiliating. Humiliating. My my stepmom made us curtains for a different set of windows that were bigger or that were smaller. And now we just put the curtains up in that one. And they don't really cover the whole window thing, you know? Uh-huh. There's curtains, though. and I mean, I'm just like... You know, as long as we can shut the fucking curtains, I don't give a shit. They cover the whole window. They just don't cover the whole area of the window. I have to get a picture of it for you. Yeah. I'll get you, I'll get you all a bedroom picture. I don't. Yeah. I mean, you'll, you'll run out of Bombas eventually to buy. You'll have enough Bombas and you can tell us all about your upgraded bed. Sheet. It'll never. It, can, it just I can't isn't. spend my money there either. I, I can't know. spend I the sleep, money on a bedroom. I can sleep on the floor. I could too. I can sleep on the couch. I fucking was so annoyed when my wife was nuts about a box spring. You know what I mean? We used to not have a box spring. And she was like, we need to get a box spring. And I was like, why? Yeah. And she's like, well, just tradition. because beds have tradition. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, but why? But then we got it. And I was like, it is nice not to have okay. to climb out of a bed that's, that's so low to the ground, you know? But we, we, when we first moved in, our box spring didn't fit. Jason actually tried very hard to get our box spring up the stairs and it didn't fit. So we had to buy a split box spring and that's $280. That's not even that much money. Yeah. And I fucking, what? That's money. It's still money, but it's not like you would think a split box spring would be $500. So you're looking at 280. I always feel like they throw it in with the mattress. Yeah. The only way you can get a box spring is if you buy a mattress. I've had the same mattress for 12 years. Wow. That's something I got to fix. I got My wife wants a new mattress. It's like my wife wants a new mattress. She wants new tires on the car. It's like, this is the world we live Wait, in. Like, why don't you want Ultra Boost? 
I don't get it neither. Why doesn't she want me to have this uh, Supreme shirt that's anti-ice? Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, that's important. That seems like the most important thing I could buy. But instead, I'm going to be standing at the tire store. You know what I keep saying about the tire, tire store, though? She's like, we need tires on a car, Brian. Yeah, I mean, she's talked to you about it. She talks to everybody to listen about how we need tires on a car. I'm like... You know, fine. I guess if you want to send me to the tire store during COVID, I'll I'll go do it. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> I think the pandemic sucks, dude. I can't yeah. do what I do. Yeah. You know, so hard. why not use it for something? The da- this goddamn pandemic, I can't even go to the tire store. You know? What the a hell? Damn shame. It's a it's a crying shame. That it would be risking my life to go to the tire store. Meanwhile, I could just stand outside <laughs> and the, uh, wait. The chat's popping off. They're saying TireRack.com is the place to go for tires. You can get them shipped to a place that will install them. I'm going to look into this, but this sounds like a lot. It usually is. This is when people are like, oh, you want to play Nintendo? Just program a RetroPie. And it's yeah. like, no. Nobody can just do that. This seems this tirerack.com seems scary. I like me. discount tires too. Wait, is it tire discounters? Is that the one? I like Well, I don't one. know the jingle, but I'll I'll make one up real quick. Tire discount tires. We put them on your car first. Okay. Yeah. I wrote that. Sounds good. Don't fucking come at me. Let's take some calls, man. Let's do calls. They said tire tire rack doesn't require programming. We'll see. I thought computer pro. We're talking about that. I got to fucking probably print something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to print something out. You got to do it. I'm looking it up right now while we take this first call. TireRack.com. All right. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hello. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hello. Hallelujah. Very hey, quiet. Very quiet. Yes. Hey. Yo, what's up, guys? This is uh, Kyle in North Carolina calling in again. How you guys doing? Doing well. How about yourself? I don't know if Brian can hear you or not. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, I can hear uh, you. My, my phone is just... Uh, I'm on speaker. You're I fine. can hear you. I don't know. You take speaker. I don't know if it helps. Oh, I can hear you uh, way yeah, better now. Good. What's up? All right, sweet. We'll just do it this way. Oh, you know, just just uh, had a holly jolly little Christmas. You know, a little a good Christian Christmas. So I hope well, you guys great. had the same. <clears throat> yep. Um, I uh, I elected not to spend it with my family. I went to my mom's house and like sat on the porch with her for an hour, and I didn't do the whole like big family dinner thing that was happening at one of my aunt's houses. You know, honestly, I'm kind of proud of myself for not doing that for COVID reasons. And also, I had a better Christmas. <laughs> I, I hate to say it, but... Uh, I like yeah. this year, too, a little bit. I, I I also hate to say it. Yeah, it makes you feel kind of shitty because it's like, you know, these people, I guess they love me and, you know, I care about them and love them. But it's like, man, I can't, you know... I, they're all very like Christian conservative people and they think that I'm like a terrorist and you know, ugh, it's just, it's awful. <laughs> I, I, I got the, I think I made the right choice. But, yeah, um, no, it is the right so, choice. And it was a hard choice for people to make. I think. Not really. Really? Mm-hmm. 
Not for maybe not for me well, and you because yeah. we're scuzz. No, I actually, I mean, I'm actually pro. Like, I think that a lot of these people, I don't see them. I see them once a year, so I don't think an excuse not to see them once a year is like. I don't want to take that. I would rather see them just because it's weird and interesting to see them. Uh, but I think that most people definitely took it off. I, I guess I don't know there. But now that I say that, I, I know some people that did a traditional fucking Christmas that we were the me and my wife are the the troublesome. We're like the we're we're the ones that's hard to work with. So we had to do a uh, right. we had to do a sit in the sit in the garage. Um, we had to do a sitting in the garage gift exchange, like a special thing. But then the family went and did a whole big, big feast. I just lost him. Did we lose? Hey, hello, no, I'm he's sorry. here. He's okay. here. No, I'm here. No, I, I was just listening. It's fine. Um, we have some yeah, shit going on here. I'm absent-minded. No, no, it, it's all good. It's no problem. Um, are, are, are you good? Can you still hear me? Yep. Yeah, we can hear you. Sweet. Yeah, sweet. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, funny enough, so when I want to go see my mom for Christmas, uh, it's just like a quick thing. Um, I, I haven't actually listened to the Butt Rock podcast yet. But I've heard you guys talk about it on some of the other episodes. And I get to my mom's house and she's, you know, playing some music on her little JBL Bluetooth speaker. You know, it's huge, like to sit on the front porch and listen to music. And yeah. she's like, I want you to hear this song. And it's just, it's just, it's just so good. I think you might like it. And I'm like, all right. And it's the Five Finger Death Punch cover of fucking Blue on Black. And it's just like, it's like the worst thing. Okay, here's the thing. It's like objectively, I'm not going to lie. Like it kind of goes kind of hard, you know, it's kind of good. It's kind of a good song, but it's like, fuck man. Like this is, this is, this would be the song that she wants me to fucking hear. Like, I think, oh, you like metal. You play in a metal band, right? You you know, you might like this one. (laughs) So, uh, and of course, you know, it kind of ties into this whole, like, my mom is very conservative. I love her, and I just have to look past all of that. But, you know, she she buys into the butt rock, man, like the pro-America, yeah. like, for the vets, for the first responders, you know? And it's, like, such an American thing. And I had never thought of it that way, like, post-9-11, how it became, like, the working man's music. And it just was into a fucking epiphany for me. And I'm like, holy shit, that makes so much sense. Because everyone I know that likes Five Finger Death Punch wears those like NRA hats and those like edgy American flag t-shirts with the arm logo. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Nine line. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, literally. It's exactly that. But uh, no, I was also listening to your stealing podcast earlier this week. And I just wanted to say that I think it's morally right to steal <clears throat> I think it's the right thing to do. Um, I encourage everybody to steal from big box retailers. Just don't get caught. And um, you're doing the right thing. I just want to let you know that. Uh, <laughs> I actually used to work for a Kohl's. And if you if you are going to steal, don't steal from a Kohl's. Because they have like a pseudo cop yeah. in every fucking Kohl's store. That LP. will like literally chase people. Uh, the the loss prevention, dude. We had this guy named Harry who was terrifying. He was like very muscular, 
and like very serious about loss prevention. Mind you, this is a guy who like made $12 an hour yep. and like took his job so fucking seriously, you know, defending the store against thieves who wanted to come and steal $40 Nikes and $5 bath towels, <laughs> yep. you know, like <laughs> well, they might, ca- they, they might these- ca- case the jewelry counter and get like a crushed diamond, <laughs> like a point two five total carat weight tennis bracelet, you know? For sixty dollars. Yes. <laughs> no, not the fossil watch that we had on sale for seventeen ninety nine. Thirty percent off coupon this week. Yeah, but, uh, I follow. Uh, um, literally, though, one uh, of my favorites. One of my new favorite things that I actually I check on it regularly is there's a Reddit uh, R loss prevention. And it's all loss prevention employees uh, and you can get so behind the scenes. They do like the drug raid thing. Well, they'll uh, take, they'll take a picture and they'll be like my first big catch. And it'll just be like a bunch of Cole's clothes or like some video games laid out on a table. And they'll take a picture of them like catching people. They also talk <laughs> about like, you know, how to, they're like, I currently do loss prevention at Best Buy, but I want to step it up to something higher end. What do I need to get on my resume? You know, the people I know, oh my God. I, almost everybody I know who's been caught stealing has been caught, has been caught at Kohl's actually, to tell you the truth. It, it's like, uh, uh, yeah. My wife, my wife got caught there back when she was a teenager, way, way younger. But I knew a bunch of people that got busted at Kohl's. That's not a good place to steal from. I actually got a DM from somebody said Target's another one. Like steer clear, steer clear of Target. Target. What I used to do when I was a kid is I would pretend to steal just to get loss prevention to chase me outside, and they'd like want to pat me down, but they were always really nervous because they didn't know how. Like they were, they didn't know what their right were and all that stuff and i would be such an asshole to them and then i would have nothing on me i'd take off all my clothes i'd strip down to my underwear like in a target parking lot just to make them feel stupid <laughs> yeah boco t on twitter yeah. sent me a thing that uh, uh that they pay their loss prevention officers well and that's like kind of the difference between Walmart and, and the other places is that like they use top forensics laboratories and stuff like that to bust shoplifters to target. Uh, hey, you know, if you can get away with it, get away with it. But, you know, it's always good to sort of pass on that message of like, hey, probably don't steal from Coles, probably don't steal from Target because yeah. you're Wal- bu- you don't want to get busted. Yeah, I was going to say when I when I was stealing all the time, Target, we stayed away from Walmart was way easier, especially late night. Yeah, they say they paid. Yeah, their- I was I was literally about to say that. Exactly. So I, I will admit that I do. I, I do enjoy shopping at my local Target. So I let not steal from them. But there's a Walmart literally right down the fucking road. And everybody that works there clearly just, it's obvious that they just don't give a shit at all. And I'm so about it because I actually stole a very cool pocket knife from that Walmart uh, about three weeks ago. And um, it's a very great investment. Uh, I literally walked up to the pocket knife and in my defense, the pack was open. It had been cut open and there was just a knife hanging out of it. So I was like, this feels like low hanging fruit and I'm just going to take it. (laughs) And, uh, I have since used that knife a lot. Shout out Murder Brian uh, with the with the pocket knife. Somebody, but, uh, um, somebody yeah, I man. used to work. I used to work with a guy at the camera store that uh, would go to Walmart and use the knife, open a knife sharpener, and sharpen all of his knives, and then leave. <laughs> 
He didn't even steal yeah, it. He didn't even steal the fucking thing. He just that, used that's it. That's a boss move. Yeah. That's a boss move. That's like the most base thing you could possibly do. I, you know, I think that's the ultimate alpha move. Instead of stealing, opening something, using it, and then just walking out. You know, like I've done that for like hand sanitizer. You know, you just fucking open a hand sanitizer, get you a little pump, and walk away. Yeah, because they actually owe you that because they should have hand sanitizer all over the place at these places now, and they don't. So they owe you. Yeah. Just being, they they can just go over there and open one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know how many times I just like grab a Coke while I'm walking around the store, you know, sipping on a little Coca Cola, just fucking throw it away and walk out the store, you know, like. That also yeah, seems I'm, fair I'm to me. That also seems fair to yeah. me. You know, you're, I'm, I'm a guest in your house here. I'd like to drink a Coca-Cola. Yeah, literally. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, message to all street fighters. Don't fucking steal from cold. They will literally chase you out in the parking lot and like block your car in. It's insane. Also, since I worked at Kohl's, they had all these little like programs where basically if you snitched on your coworkers, you would get bonuses, which I think is kind of commonplace at a lot of big box retailers, but at Kohl's, it was particularly bad. And the guy, Harry, would always come around and remind us like, hey, you know, if you let me know that your coworker is stealing and it leads to a bust of X amount, then you get X bonus. Or like there was this one thing where it's like, if you can like lead me directly to someone stealing, you get like a $500 bonus. It was insane. Just like, and mind you, Coles pays minimum wage. Last time I checked, and in yeah. the state of North Carolina, minimum wage is still seven twenty-five an hour. So, like, you know, me and my ideologies. If I see my seven twenty-five an hour coworker fucking stealing shoes for their five-year-old, that's none of my business, as far as I'm concerned. Right? You know, that's just them trying to provide for their family under a system that has completely oppressed them and marginalized them financially for the last, I don't know, 40 years of their life. So whatever, not my fucking problem. And then the craziest thing about Colts too, and this will make you want to steal from them is that the managers at that store, man, they make so much fucking money. It's insane. I actually had this store manager who was the biggest douchebag I've ever met in my life. He was like, not a bad manager as far as managers go. asshole and it's weird how that works but uh he left like a pay stub on his desk for one of the area supervisors to find and you can tell that he did it intentionally it's like a very weird flag this guy was making six figures running a fucking colts whoa like a hundred and some thousand dollars a year yeah i'm dead ass serious meanwhile like the next manager below him someone found out she was making like 55 after below her was making like 45 and to a seven dollar employee. Yeah, I just felt like. Yeah, fuck that place, man. Well, I've never talked to anybody that worked TV there. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I've never talked to a Coles worker. I, I I consider Coles a scam, though. You know those sale prices. It is absolutely a scam. Yeah. I'll tell you how it's a scam too. This is why. So they they're known for all their fucking like Coles cash coupons, like fucking 30% off, 40% off shit. Meanwhile, what happens is, and I can tell you because I did the ad set as it were for a lot of those sales, 
they have all these things where it's like the MSRP, the market price will be like $100 for a Mark Anthony faux leather jacket. Of course. And then, uh, <laughs> and then they'll price it down to 50 bucks during the week. And then on the weekend, they'll put it back to 100 bucks and release a 30% off coupon. So you get it for $70. So you think you're getting this great deal with your 30% off coupon, but you actually paid $20 more than what it was priced earlier in the week. But guess what? You got $10 cold cash for that fucking purchase. So you can come back and buy underwear with it next week. <laughs> yeah, there's also, and, and there's also, I think there's some sort of law where you can't, things can't be on sale all the time. There's some sort of retail law that they're skirting where you're right. They will make it on sale during the week and then just put a general coupon out for the weekends. Yeah. Yeah. It was, a, it was a bunch of weird shit like that. And you know, everybody that works at Coles fucking hates their lives because like it's such like a bullshit store, you know, it's like, the worst store. I hate getting fucking the worst thing about the holidays is whenever someone gives me a Coles gift card. Cause I'm just walking around there. Like I don't want anything in here. I have to buy something and I don't want anything at all. And I don't know what to do. You'd rather have Target. You'd rather have fucking Target. Yeah. Anything you can, but Coles. You can get you a Mark Anthony. You get you a, get you a Mark Anthony faux leather jacket yeah. and, a, and a waffle iron. Scrap, I'm more scrap leather. There, you know, <laughs> there's little scraps of leather that they yeah. sew together. I'm more a, a Tony Hawk yeah. jeans guy. Tony Hawk myself. jeans was yeah. a good one. Yeah, I like a nice pair of Tony Hawk jeans. I had the Hawks. I had the Hawks, man. I had the Hawks. Me too. Back in like 2007, I had them. <laughs> I wore them too. I had them too. I shopped at Kohl's for a long yeah. time. I think Brett was the one that said something about Kohl's, and I was like, I'm not going to Kohl's anymore. <laughs> Sorry to do it. but and Now you're a hype beast. Now, now we have hype beast Brian who carries pocket knives and wears $100 Supreme t-shirts or wants $100. Should have kept him at Kohl's. Uh, Should have kept me at Kohl's. Now I'm too cool for myself. <laughs> A knife guy. There you go. It closes his rings. <laughs> well, thanks for calling yeah, in. That was a great call. Yeah. Yeah, guys. Hey, well, I hope you have a great new year and I uh, appreciate you guys. You too. Awesome. Call again. Thanks for calling in. We love your calls. Yeah, that care. was great. Yeah, that was a fucking great call. Yeah, Coles. it's not. We didn't get to talk Coles. Coles is a big part of the holiday season, especially in Ohio. Everybody loves Coles. I can't believe they have a snitch thing going That's, there. Yeah. That's a but new thing. That's not something it. that's come up on Street Fight ever. But you're making $7 an hour, and you could get basically two weeks' take-home pay just for telling on a thief. Right. If you're planning to quit, you if you and your friend are planning on quitting... <laughs> you just did... The chat said the same thing. Yeah. The chat said, how about everybody report on the person on their left, and you all get the bonuses and go somewhere else? Yeah. <laughs> The whole time he was talking, I was like, if you get a percentage, just be like, hey, I think this dude's stealing $20,000 worth of stuff. Right. And then split it with him on the way out the door. He took a whole pallet of Mark Anthony faux leather jackets. <laughs> Those things retail for $20,000. <laughs> now, we sell them for, you know, five hundred. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, a Mark Anthony faux leather jacket. I know exactly. That's, I'm, I'm sure he did that so many times. I'm sure he probably... You just go crazy at those jobs. Yeah. And like you're he probably just shit talked Mark Anthony for an entire season. Yeah. Like yeah, he yeah. was just stuck like Bayama, just singing the songs and stuff, you know? Just who is this guy? Why do I want a jacket by him? I wonder if John Legend's in Coles yet. 
He would be a good addition. I mean, he's got Cole's energy. Cole's always... Target also used to do a lot of hookups, but Cole's, they really solidified those celebrity brands. Kmart had a lot of celebrities, too. Yeah, they had Martha Stewart, which is a big Kathy one. Kathy Ireland. Uh, I'm looking up who Cole's lines the, are. Yeah, I don't know what Cole's is up to. I'm, I'm, we're, we're out of the Cole's. This year, let's get on. Let's let's uh, get on the phone. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, what's up? This is Nick up in the uh, Toledo area. Hey, how's it going? What's up, Toledo? Nick? How how's Coles, Toledo? How are those Coles in Toledo? Uh, let's see. The Coles. I haven't actually been one since I was like twelve years old because uh, that's where mom used to take me. Bragger uh, school shopping, you know. That's right. like what? Uh, yeah, my yeah. mom. My mom, because like I can only get a credit card at Kohl's or J.C. so that's the only place we can go school yep. shopping. <laughs> exactly. So uh, I was uh, calling up tonight because I wanted to touch on a topic from last week: the holiday bonus. Yeah, what'd you get? Ooh. And also, if you're interested, uh, I have a landlord story for you too. Uh, both of those things are good. What was your bonus? I oh. got to hear your bonus. My bonus. Uh, was a twenty-pound turkey. Ooh. Okay. I mean, uh, what is that I, run though? But you're not. Like, yeah. I just want to. I work in a healthcare job. Wait, sorry. I just want to bring up a concern: is that you're not supposed to uh, uh, be gathering with people this year? Yeah. <laughs> so a twenty-pound turkey know. sounds yeah. excessive. That's not enough for. I don't. I think it's too much yeah. for one household. We're not <laughs> supposed to have no yeah. no more yeah. than two. We can't have three households together. Two households, one twenty-pound bird. I don't know. <laughs> and I mean, I'm just a singular guy. I live by myself, so it's like you know, what am I going to do with twenty pounds of a twenty-pound bird? You know. Yeah, you can do like the so Joey up, from Friends thing. Try to eat it yourself. Right. Yeah, I mean, I ended up giving it to uh, one of my friends who actually like knows his way around like, you know, bulk size like uh, meat and stuff oh, yeah. like that. So it all turned out well. Showed me what it looked like. Bang up job on it. Was it, um, I mean, now, was this a fancy turkey or was this just like a grocery store turkey? Because those things aren't. Oh, it was a grocery store turkey. So yeah, I mean that that's really that wasn't even twenty dollars. I bet. No, they're cheap as fuck yeah, around the holidays. I mean, honestly though, I'm just surprised that I actually got it because like I was very recently hired in at this job. And okay. So it was like, oh, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know I'm uh, also gonna get such things, you know? Hey, you know what? We want you to stay alive. Here's some turkey meat that'll keep you alive for for long enough to do your next couple weeks of work. And you're you you said you're a healthcare worker too, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not, you know, specifically like I'm a medical social worker. Well, you still deserve more. <laughs> it feels like you deserve more than a turkey to me. I mean, if we're if we're caring about our healthcare workers, hey, but you know, turkey was the old standard. This was back when you know people would just kill a goose on the street instead because they have nothing to eat. That's yeah, I think, yeah. I think that's when turkeys became the standard. But yeah, in this day and age, it is kind of like, um, could you just get me like a Apple iTunes gift card instead for ten dollars if that's all you're going to spend on me? <laughs> right, like I, I could definitely use an, an iTunes card. You know, <laughs> you can watch a to like Walmart. You watch a fucking movie. You could yeah. <laughs> like it would be nice to yeah, be able to yeah. sit and watch a movie. Yeah, twenty pounds right. of turkey. I'm gonna have to deal with that now. You gave me a problem. Right. And it's like I didn't even have space in the freezer when I got it either. 
That's old yeah. school, though. But, That's okay. old school. You're supposed to. I mean, I hope you did a dance and a song for him and whistled, you know, a tune for your manager to show your graciousness. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't even my manager who gave it to me. It was someone from like the HR department. <laughs> did they shoot it out of a cannon but, or okay. anything fun? Like was it? Uh, no, oh. there was literally just like a semi truck in one of the parking lots, oh. and if you got the uh, the letter, because like half, roughly half of the employees at my place are in a union, the other half are not. Oh, so if you are in the union, you got the turkey notice, and you could go get it. Wow. Uh, I, I yeah. got to break in with some breaking news uh, at Kohl's for $40, yeah. $40, originally $100 men's Mark Anthony modern fit bomber jacket. <laughs> wow. That's a fucking steal. <laughs> <laughs> Buy a moose. <laughs> Buy a moose. <laughs> so what was the last? I will argue for Mark Anthony bomber jacket for uh, next year. Uh, Union Christmas gift. I mean, that's forty bucks. You know, I, you'd love to have forty dollars, but if you can't, a Mark Anthony Union bomber jacket sounds like just the thing. Uh, you said <laughs> you had a landlord story. Let's hear it. I'm I'm curious. Yeah, man. Okay, okay. So my landlord uh, last year, I was uh, you know still dating this girl, right? And she came over to see my place for the first time, and. Uh, she was like, yo, this is awesome. You should uh, see if I could move in, maybe, you know? So I'll tell you this. I pay $400 a month for a one-bedroom, technically one and a half, which in this area, that's absolutely, absolutely insane. Like, it's a, it's a steal. So as the landlord, and keep in mind that this girl also has, like, a pet cat and a pet dog. Mm. So I asked the landlord, hey, can uh, name redacted move in with me? And they hit me back with, all right, well, because the water bill's going to go up, mm. it's going to be an additional 400 a month for her. And then oh. an additional 200 per pet per month. So that brings the total now up to 1200 for a one and a half bedroom. And I think they were just, like, doing weird things to me to just, like, say no without saying no. That's exactly what I thought. That's why I said, just say no to yeah. me, God damn it. Don't try to say I'm going to make yeah. your rent four times the amount. But, yeah, you can absolutely do it. Right. Right. So, I mean, it was like, oh, okay, well, thanks for considering anyway. And then three hours later, I get this message back, and they're like, so we've been thinking maybe we could actually do that. It was like, no, no, this is weird. Oh, they but all anyway. They were like, well, now that I said about, now that I think about it, I would love to have you pay sixteen hundred dollars a month for rent instead of four hundred. Yes. Let's let's move her in. Like, uh, let's get her. Let's get right, let, let's right. get a move in special. We'll give you coupons to the grocery store. Yeah, we'll yeah, give you Kohl's cash. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. So check it out. Check that. Uh, a month or two later, I find out that the um, smoke detector uh, it was broken. I guess from the time that I moved in, right? So I text the landlord and I'm like, hey, I uh, found this. It's, it's a mess. Uh, and they were like, oh, okay, uh, go ahead and buy one uh, and just knock whatever you spend on it off your rent. Oh, that like, never okay. works. 
That never works, oh, dude. God. They forget You're every fucked, time. Man. They fucking forget okay. every time. Then, they, then they're going to take you to court because you were short $55. Now there's fees. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Ooh. All right. Well, you know, both of you buckle up for, the, for what comes next. So because I'm a very busy guy and I'm not often around town and I oftentimes like the energy to even go to the store, you know, I order a $20 smoke detector from Amazon. costs about 20 bucks, right? And it's supposed to last for like 10 years. So mm-hmm. I present them with the check for 380 and we're like, uh, here's the receipt for the thing as well. And later that night, I get a text asking me, why did you buy a $20 one? And I was like, well, because the old one was broken and I wanted to get a good one. And here's, here's, here's the crux oh, of the story. Christ. They replied back with, well, I would have bought it from Walmart because I like to keep jobs local. Oh. So <laughs> I need a, a $5 one from Walmart <laughs> because Walmart keeps jobs local. <laughs> well, they do. Technically, they do have jobs yeah. there that pay nothing. Right. Yeah, I mean, after, after. Oh, that's the last resort for a lot of people in town is Walmart. So we need to make sure some money goes there. Right. And they didn't want you to right. take twenty dollars off your rent. You know. Right. It seems like they are a little bit. They they are a wild. You got yourself a wild landlord there. Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, it's an independent renter, so or landlord, so it's like I just do my best to like well, stay out of their hair. They, they made you know. their own goddamn bed on that when they said you could buy it. Like, if you're chintzy, right. you, you don't put the purchasing power in anybody else's hands. Yeah, I'm going to buy a $20 right. smoke detector, too. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. if you send me out to get a smoke detector, number one, when you said smoke detector, I, I promise you, I thought you were going to say it was $150 because I don't know how much a smoke detector right, right. costs. But when you said 20 I was like, hey, you want a little cheap on the smoke detector? And then yeah. to find out that you got yelled at for buying the expensive smoke detector, was a, that story just kept building in weirdness for me. <laughs> I know. Because I have a landlord where like i can call him and be like my smoke detector doesn't work and he'll be like i'll be right over and he'll put a smoke detector in it's very nice he even put a carbon monoxide detector i was thinking about getting a radon detector but i'm kind of afraid to know if there's radon i used to work in the basement so much and i learned about radon in those basements and uh you don't want to know yeah i don't want to know about radon Yeah, just let it take care of you if that's what it's gonna do (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you don't want to know about the oncoming danger of radon i don't think <laughs> i can't deal with radon in the basement yeah i mean it's, what are you gonna do about it anyway like line the walls with lead or something yeah, i don't want foil on everything yeah i don't fucking know uh, yeah, yeah. that's a great story uh yeah horrendous yeah, yeah. horrible landlords Very well, thank you for calling thank you for calling that was great thank you Yep. That's very funny. Night, it's very funny. Uh, like I said, when I hear I had to buy a smoke detector, I immediately went, immediately went like, "Oh, it's going to be about 150 bucks there." Right. You know, you you think those things are so expensive. I honestly I I don't I don't think they're expensive. 
Um, when he said he bought the $20 one, I was curious about where it was going to go. I didn't realize there was a $5 one at Walmart. <laughs> no idea. That I would have a... been yelled at, you know. And no idea there's a $5 one. I didn't know. I, know I wouldn't one. buy one. I wouldn't buy. Here's why I wouldn't buy a $5 smoke detector. One, what if it didn't detect the smoke? Two, what if the fucking thing, uh, uh, I would think it would go off all the time. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because fuck, dude. When I cook a steak, that smoke detector's going off. That's yeah. just the facts, Jack. You know? No, we used to set ours off all the time. Yeah. It's always going off. I think it's because it's cheap. You know? Well, that's good, though. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'd rather just go. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. But um, I... It is... It's, it's the same way where... Healthcare shouldn't be in the hands of people that want to make money off of it. We shouldn't be like bargaining with the place that we lay our heads at night with some of the crazy fucking people we have to deal with. It's the same concept as small business tyrants. Yes. Yeah. Really. It's like you get tied up in somebody else's the situation. If there was some sort of you know, a state intermediary between you and like, if you had, if you could assign a place to somebody and say, this is the place and you don't have to worry about this crazy person. That's going to hold it against you. If you go to a protest on the news, Yes. Or if you buy the wrong smoke detector. If you buy the smoke detector, they they want their they they don't want three hundred and eighty dollars, they want three hundred and ninety-five dollars right. for the rent. They were like, actually, I already spent that fifteen, so you're kind of putting me out. I mean, even just getting getting into it with somebody because they spent twenty dollars on a smoke what? detector instead of five seems like the craziest thing in the world no, for me. I, I don't have that time of time. I don't have that time. <laughs> I don't have that energy. I don't have that carefree of a lifestyle where I could pick a fight with someone over $15. I ran a, I mean, I went to go get gas and I pre-ordered and the pump didn't work twice. And I just ran away. I, I pre-ordered, I gave them $30 and I fucking <laughs> just drove away because I was, I did not want to go back inside of this, the place. $15 is cut and run money. Right. That's why I talked about that. I'm not going to f- tussle anybody for $15. That five bucks that I got hit with at the goddamn grocery store the other day. It was just like, I'm not going to fight with this guy for no. five bucks. What do it's I do? Five bucks. Stand here for principal? For what? Whose principles ca- does anybody care about? Not me. <laughs> yeah. This, yeah this, this, this battle is not. Imp- nobody's going to be impressed with my win here yeah, if I yeah. win. I don't get to go home and, and celebrate this. And I 100%, you know, in my situation, I knew I could win. Sure. There's no losing there. I'm the customer. The fucking management would come and be like, yeah, he put 15 in. And then that guy would have gotten in trouble. It would have been a whole fucking thing. And then I would have felt bad for the rest of the day. There's just, there's no reason to fight about this stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know? When you get fight about a hundred dollars, you know, when you get up around 50 bucks, I mean, if it's your last 20 fight tooth and nail, that's how I am. Right. It's like, it depends on what I have in a bank. If I have a hundred dollars in a bank, I'm going to fight over $20, you know? Yep. Yep. But, uh, uh, if I have $200 in a bank, I'm going to fight over $20 probably. But when I get above that, it's like. Take the 20. I don't, I can't do this. Beat it. You know? Take 20 and beat it. <laughs> yeah, just beat it, chump. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey there. This is uh, Kiara the Dominatrix. Hey, Kiara. What's up tonight? Oh, you know, just 
the government trying to shut down the world of porn again. Oh, really? I didn't know the government was up to no good again in the porn department. Right? Weird. What are they doing? Uh, there's a new bill that was written up by two old white men senators. I don't know who. It's called SISEA, S-I-S-E-A. And it just, they claim that it's to stop, you know, child porn and, like, prevent people who don't want their nudes being posted from being posted. But it's just worded in a way that's like, we want to shut down the porn industry in general. Like, what are they trying to, what What does it, uh, is it coming after OnlyFans sort of thing? It's everybody. Um, they are saying, let's see, you can't have the ability on your website for porn to be downloaded, which is impossible because even if you have a streaming website, the way streaming works is you either download the file temporarily or you download little bits of it as you're watching it. I mean, that they're sounds like... They're saying you have like... to have a 24-hour hotline. Well, <sighs> they're saying you have to have a 24-hour hotline where people can call in and say, this needs to be removed, and you have to remove it within two hours or face a $1,000 penalty. Yeah. I mean, some of it is like, after the accusations against Pornhub and stuff, something... I, I don't think the government is... I mean, I don't, I don't know that two repu probably two Republican white guys are doing it because of that kind of thing. I think it's, it's probably something more insidious than that. But, uh, uh, and a two hour time frame in 2020 is kind of like, you know, people don't answer their phones. It's just one of those things. But like, yeah, it sucks if they shut it down, you know, and it feels like that's the kind of thing that people get behind. That's what sucks is like they word it in such a way. So it sounds like, hey, you're going to stop child pornography and you're going to stop uh, 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 people getting their stuff not wanted. Doesn't that sound great? And then they pass some law that basically makes it so it's illegal to download anything. Which, I mean, that seems exactly. that seems wild. That seems like something you can't even prevent from happening, really. People are going to download porn no matter what. The software to prevent that from happening and the software to prevent from happening other things in the bill hasn't been invented yet and may not be possible to be invented. Yeah, yeah. they're good for that. Like, they want us to have the ability for, like, if OnlyFans has to remove a clip, then OnlyFans is responsible for making sure that every clip that is uploaded in the future is not that clip. Right. Oh, yeah. That doesn't and seem like a piece of technology that exists to me or that might even be possible to make because you can make modifications to anything at this point and put little cat ears on anything if you want to. Exactly, yeah. Like, you can put a black border around it and it'll be different. Yeah, I mean, there's also, you know, we unfortunately, I mean, America is just a puritanical place that can't openly be grown up about sexual life and sexual health and all the things that people like and want to do. Uh, so I think it's very easy for people to get judgment, judgmental about a girl opening an OnlyFans. It's become like a, a you know, a slight at this point. And it's it's easy for them to just push this stuff through 
no one wants to stand up and say, hey, you know, I'm spending money on OnlyFans, you know, and everybody wants to just say I would never open an OnlyFans. And, and that's the perfect storm to just, you know, take advantage of these people, criminalize folks that are providing a service that we all want and need and have loved since the beginning of creation. Right. And nobody's saying like, we don't need change. We definitely need change to prevent, you know, things like that, things like child porn and people getting their stuff posted when they don't want it. But this is like FOSTA SESTA, but much worse. It's worded in a way that can include things like uh, tasteful nude photography or furry art. Right. Because anything made or produced by electronic, mechanical, or other means that depicts anything adult related is considered porn under this law. Jesus. Wow. Yeah. So they're defining it now. I mean, is this Republicans mm-hmm. or Democrats? Who should we be mad at? Sure. It's a uh, bipartisan law. That's the problem. So <laughs> We have no support. So be mad at the same people we're always mad at. Yeah, basically. Okay. So I was just wondering if you guys had any suggestions as to like, how can we get the word out about this? Like, how can we get people to send letters to their senators and be like, this is not okay. Oh, that is tough. I mean, hashtags seem to be the, the, the thing, but I mean, it's really hard. I think to get people to, it's really hard. I think to get people to send hashtags like, Hey, don't fuck with porn. But I mean, there is more of a progressive move. Uh, there is more of a progressive thing about quitting about not demonizing sex work. So that is, that would be like a nice thing. I think, I think, uh, 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 getting the information out. I don't know how to get the information out though. You know, I, I mean, if we could get some mainstream press, that's kind of the thing. But if I could get mainstream press, I would get it for myself. (laughs) Right. Like I wrote an article on medium.com and I've shared it on Facebook and Twitter. And I'm like, I don't know what else to do. Like I joined a sex worker union and they're all like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I have seen some of the radical people I hang with online i have seen them sharing information about what's going on uh but it is it's going to be hard to get this into the national conversation but it has to become it has to become an important issue it has to become a battleground you're absolutely right uh because there's so much going on here uh with autonomy and with you know what people can do and and how people are getting by you know right now there there's literally nothing else to do why would you criminalize you know people that are that are going to this you know it's like when they were talking about right. making like, streaming a felony right the streaming is another part of it too yeah there there's are there are artists that are getting their their accounts taken down because they're playing their own songs and shit you yeah know? Yeah, it's it's fucking it's it's fucking crazy that they're like try they are really working hard to to sort of make sure that the internet doesn't get us uh uh what what is so that we can't use the internet for for our own wants and needs, you know what I mean? To make money. They hate this idea that there's not a monoculture of uh of um just 
whatever's decided by these like corporations like it was before that now it's a thing where we're making stuff and then that people are getting together and watching stuff that's not made that's not made and not hidden from the government and shit like that and i think that i think that like it bothers them and they're doing everything they can to kind of clamp down on any of that stuff it just feels like we can't even get rent freezes or enough money in relief checks or whatever to get people to stay, you know, in their houses, not lose their place to live. And we've turned, some of us have turned to sex work for this. And now they're like, no, you can't do that either. Yeah. I mean, that, they do that. Like, that's the kind of thing that they, they love to do, right? Is like. Once people start, because OnlyFans does seem to be saving a lot of people's lives. It it really does seem like, you know, you're seeing paramedic that that paramedic that was on there that that needed the money, and it's like if you can't make money, you're you're telling me that the thing I found that I could be successful at, I can't do. I'm not allowed to do that either. And now I have to find a new thing to do. It's very unfair. And it, it, it is such that when Brett says the puritanical thing, that is so frustrating to me. The, 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 the puritanical shit is such bullshit because the more you find out about the politicians that, that run this stuff is that they're not puritanical. They're just doing it because they're cynical. You know, they know that there's a bunch of cynical people out there. And if you tie child sex trafficking to anything, you can get anything done. That's the big, uh, like, pushback against this is I believe it was XBiz wrote an article about one part of the bill itself says that the person has to be of legal age in the state that they live in. But the age of consent in some states is like 16 which uh-huh. they've basically just gone and made child porn legal now. Yeah. And, like, and, and that, yeah, you're, you're right allowing... on the books. Yeah. Just so frustrating. <laughs> yeah, that, that is, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is, this was introduced. Is it, when is it, when is it going to vote? We don't know yet. It's only been introduced this week. So I do, I link in my article, like where you can watch the progress of this bill. And that's just dominicciara.medium.com. It's my pinned article. All right. My only article. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. No, no, yeah. Pay important. attention there. It's important to write about it. It's important to get it out there. I, like I said, I wish I had more to say other than write letters to senators and Congress people, but. You know how me and Brett feel about the senators and Congress people where it's like it just, you know, I I would love to see I, I, I would love to see something like that work. But when it comes to sex work and pornography, it makes it that is another level that makes it harder to to get them to listen to you, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, it's like drugs, basically. It's exactly like drugs. It's like if you say you want drugs to be legal, yeah, then they say you people, just want drugs to be legal because you just want to do drugs and you like yeah. doing drugs. You're right. If you know people think you're an addict. If you if you say uh, like I believe all drugs should be legal, people think you're just some fucking junkie addict, 
And the same, it's it's hard to say, like, I pay for pornography from from the creators that I enjoy. Uh, and that is something that we need to move forward with, where people can out loud say, like, this is okay, this is fine, this shouldn't be... This shouldn't be uh, legislated against. I mean, I think that it is. It's also one of those issues that you feel like you can reach across the aisle with, you know, uh, the libertarian types or or any freedom type person. You know, the problem is is that their churchiness always gets in the way. But if they were open to people living how they want and true freedom, you know, you think you would get some traction. But it's just so easy to demonize all this stuff. When everybody's beaten off, you know, everybody's using it, you know, but nobody wants to fucking say it out loud, you know, it, and, and we just live in a in a really fucked up society when it comes to this type of stuff. Yeah, and I'm with you guys on the letters to senators. Like, I don't know what else to do, but I also don't feel like that's going to help. But it's something it's the only chance we got. Yeah, I mean, it's something to do. It's it's something you can do. It's a one-off thing that takes an afternoon. Instead of scrolling for 25 minutes on Twitter or social media, you could just send off a couple sentences. It, you don't have to, like, write a full dissertation or, like, you don't have to convince somebody of your opinion. You just have to let your opinion be known. You just have to email them and say, hey, you shouldn't be doing this. A lot of people make money and we need this and it's something that shouldn't be legislated against. I don't know. I'm I, trying. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 it's tough. I, I really, I, I understand. I, I don't know. I mean, we, we spend all of our time trying to convince people to be nicer to people, or try to be more caring, or more kind, or to worry about the public good, and asking them to be okay with sex work just seems so fucking impossible. People are just immediately so judgmental. It's one of those. It's one of those easy things where people think they just are better than somebody, but they don't have the guts or the skills to do it, you know? I don't know. Yeah, and like you said, the way the articles are written, it's basically political suicide to be like, I'm against that because it makes it sound like you're for the bad stuff that trying yeah. to legislate against. I want I want to have an open internet with childhood with child porn. If that happens, it happens, you know. That's what it makes you sound like. You're you're willing to take that damage. But no, they're coming after they're coming after people doing what they want. They're coming after consenting adults, and they're they're yeah they're judging people. Uh, they, they've this has been thousands of years of human existence that they've gone after people. You know, prostitution is a cop word. Prostitution is the charge that you get. It's not like uh, it's not a it's not a career or anything. That's what they call it because they make money when they charge you with it, and they're going to try to do it digitally too. Right. And I just worry that, you know, like with the war on drugs, we're just going to, because there's never not going to be a demand right. for adult entertainment. Yeah. So it's just going to like fall it, through the cracks and into the dark web, you know, like the war on drugs. You can buy anything on the dark web. And that's completely unregulated. And you're exactly like us. I mean, you, you're an entertainer. Like we make jokes and we have a friendly rapport that can't be replicated. That's like our special gift. You have you have a sexual energy that can that other people want to be a part of or enjoy. This this is the, all the arts we're losing them, and the, this STEM push and this STEM lifestyle has really just devalued how important it is to have live entertainment 
And in, especially the ones that's naked. <laughs> that too. We need that. <laughs> Gotta blow off steam somehow in this crazy world, right? Yes, it's important. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for calling in, Kiara. It's good to hear from you. Sure. Thanks for letting me rant. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, anytime. Anytime. Get a hold of her if you have some ideas. I mean, I would love to. I would love to help with the cause. It, it really is. It really shitty. I would too. If I can do anything with my knife, uh, let me know because <laughs> take somebody out. I don't think I can say that. I know. Could you know. imagine? You've listened to the show for long enough. Could you imagine Brian stabbing somebody? Could you imagine how freaked out he would get? <laughs> he would just like spontaneously combust, basically. I'm a knife guy now. Come he would on. just have an anxiety attack that would make the top of his head pop off of his fucking skull. <laughs> Don't tell anybody that I'm a coward with my knife. I have a knife now. I'm a knife guy. You got to use it. That's the only reason you got it was to use it. Yes. Stab, 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 stab. Like, then you'd be upset. You'd be upset that you got blood on your expensive shirt. <laughs> That's true. I don't <laughs> want any blood on my he stuff. Like, I'm not a fucking knife guy anymore. I paid a ton for this hoodie, man. It's fucking ruined. <laughs> the knife I got looks real good with my hoodie, though. That's the thing. It looks good with my clothes. So that's that's the nice that's the thing. important thing. Yeah. Well, well, thanks for calling in, Kiara. It's good to hear from you. Yes, thanks, sure. thanks. Later. Thanks for Later. your input. Later, Daddy. Where's I my see knife at? Our tattoo guy, Dave, has been posting a lot about that the uh, that this new bill, and you know, I don't know if it's going to get traction, but it certainly lets you know where their head is at. Yeah, what they're working on, yeah. what their project is well, right they, now. They, they've noticed that everybody's online, and all of a sudden, you know, titty pictures are worth five dollars. You know, and now they're they want to stop that. Now, yeah, and they're also doing the whole like uh, uh, that streaming as a felony thing. Did you see that? Yeah, like that's part of it. Too. Where they threw that in a stimulus bill, where they're just like, yeah, piracy's a felony now, and it's like, fuck you, man, you can't do we that. Don't have any money? We don't have money to pay for shit. If I'm if I'm signing on to my fucking phone to Twitch to watch a movie, just feel pity for me. Yeah. Don't punish me. Just feel bad for me. Yeah. I'm low right now. I got nothing. Yeah. 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 I'm going to watch these goddamn movies, man. They're not even making any movies at this point. You it's, know? I mean, and we said this a million times. As soon as I had money, I just paid for the movies. Like I just pulled my Apple remote. I say the name of the movie and they say, you have an app that plays the movie or we need $5 to play the movie. I just do the $5 if that's what it takes. That's how I've been. But I stole everything I possibly could until this point. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of with you. Like I haven't pirated any movies in a few years. I've gotten actually out of practice and bad at it. Yeah. Uh, you need VPNs now? Yeah. I don't want to get a VPN either. I'm too fucking lazy you know too lazy to get a vpn uh let's take one more before we go to break i can't see you uh one more yeah one let's more take call. one more before we go to break okay thanks for calling street fight who are we talking to tonight they can see hello? your hand now hey what's up who's this hello hey oh my god is this me yeah this is you who's you this no 
Hey. <laughs> Shit. Hi, this is Sam. Hey, hey Sam, Sam, how's it going? Oh, it's going. So this is my first time calling. Um, I've been listening for like, I'm sorry. Okay, shit. My feet are in the way. Um, I've been listening for a couple of years now. Awesome. I'm a little drunk, so um, I wanted to get a little tipsy before calling. Perfect. So am I. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing, though, I wanted to say that today is a very special day for me. Today is my one year off of heroin. Oh, oh hey, that's great. Congratulations. Yeah. I know how hard that is to, to pull off. It's tough. So no detox, no rehab. I did it all by myself. And I'm so fucking excited and happy. That's that is and, wild. Um, it's a good milestone. Right? That's wild because Thank I had you. to do detox for for opiates. Like I had to go do a detox. I know. And I was barely I I was I was sort of on like probably I don't know 50 to 80 milligrams of Vicodin a day and sometimes more. Well, I remember I remember you talking about like you being on a job and just being like in this person's basement. And then just having like this panic attack because you were like, oh, shit, fuck. I'm like totally addicted to this shit. Like I'm like physically like dependent on this. Like, fuck. Yeah. Fuck. And like, I remember that. And like, it's the coolest feeling ever to not feel that anymore. Yeah. And um, I just hit I just hit 365 days. That's wow. incredible. Yeah. That it, It's so hard to do. I and people. I mean, people out there know how hard it is to do, and people that are listening know how hard it is how how hard it is to do, and and like not you know rehab isn't for everybody either. I mean, they probably would have said something to you about drinking. They probably would have said something to you about. I mean, because they were so irritated with me because I wouldn't tell them like, hey, I'm gonna I might drink again. I might smoke some weed sometime. I don't know. I, I fucking, I am not going to yeah. live a life not doing the things that I want to do, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I am, I drank some wine to a couple bottles, what, two bottles? No, yeah, not. <laughs> okay. Bad. Okay. I drank maybe a bottle by myself. I have something I like to say about <laughs> the concept. Uh, my name's Joey. I'm with Sam. Um, uh, my, one of my really, uh, a wise friend once told me that, uh, he was like, Joey, you know, drugs make a great slave, but a terrible master. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that? But like, uh, in, in terms of, yeah. of like, uh, uh, but there's certain drugs that you can't. Yeah. Sorry. 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 Very loud. You're yelling at my ear. You can just, <laughs> that, that, like, I, I guess. I'm trying to think of how that, what that means. Like, uh, uh, no, I agree. I mean, I think that, I mean, I like, I have fumble around with all kinds of substances, but I don't, I'm not trying to rely on them constantly. Weed, uh, is, you know, my, my regular medication, but yeah, for sure. When it comes to the hard stuff, um, you can't just always expect, uh, you can't always go to cocaine, heroin, molly any of the stuff that makes you feel like shit the next day you can't do that all the time it's, it's a fun birthday thing maybe but 
you know, and, and some of it doesn't work. Um, you know, I was actually thinking about Dave Mustaine and his book. He writes about he was a heroin addict as well. And he went through AA, but he still drinks wine. And he says he gets a lot of shit from yeah. people that said he's not sober. And he was like, I had a problem with heroin. Like I that like if I drank right. well, the problem was is like I would drink some wine and then I would say, let's call the heroin guy, and then I would ruin my life over the next week. Um, I found how to not call the heroin guy anymore. So that's that is a win for right. me. So I'm gonna live my life without doing that. So and one year is you know, it's the beginning of a whole lifetime. Uh, but you know, one day is hard to get through. One year is an accomplishment. So, yeah. so I'm glad to, I'll to hear. I'll tell you that first, that first three weeks of detoxing, just like by myself, like not with any help in any like detox center or anything. Like kratom and CBD was the only thing that really got me through it. <laughs> and I tell you, it fucking sucks. But yeah. If anybody that's listening is going through the same thing. I tell you, it's fucking worth it. It's so worth it. You know what I'm doing now? I'm fucking rock climbing. I'm like, okay, all I've done so far is rock climbing, but I have a lot hey. of things on my list and I'm happy now. You know what I mean? Yeah. You've got a whole new life ahead of you. Yeah. And, and I mean, I think it's right. like, you don't want to do, you know, Brian is also, Brian did have a sim- similar thing. And I think it made, it makes sense to me where, AA doesn't work for a lot of people. The success rates for Alcoholics Anonymous and and Narcotics Anonymous is very low. They don't people aren't going to be sober for the rest of your life, their lives. But if you can get if you can get somebody off of fucking pills and cocaine and and the hard stuff and if they just drink and have weed, I think that's a success. Like I I think that we discount that way too much. We tell people that if 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 they can't, if they can hold down a job and drink a bottle of wine and smoke some weed on the weekend, they're a failure. And I think that's the wrong way to go about it. There isn't a system set up. Uh, there isn't a system set up for people that need to transition into something else. You know, I'm somebody that has to be fucked up all the time yeah. too. That's my life. Like I've built a life <laughs> around me being fucked up, and that's just how it's going to go. I don't see myself bargaining with yeah, but, any, with but anybody. Brett, you're also not doing heroin or True. meth or cocaine. You know, well, you're like doing kratom <laughs> and smoking weed and drinking and maybe sure. some cocaine and the occasional <laughs> cocaine. You know, sure. whatever. It's my it's my slave, not my master. Yeah, and it, yes, it is exactly <laughs> exactly. And I don't mean when I say that I don't mean to glorify drugs by any means. But sure. what I'm saying is like. If you like this guy, he's, he's super ADHD and he's kind of like a savant. He has like three degrees working on a PhD, like works with lions in Africa. Like and he comes back and he like rollerblades at three in the morning and studies at the local college applying for jobs 24 seven. And like, he does a bump of Coke to study better sometimes. And he's totally functional. And like, he's just like, if you can, I, I, I'm not glorifying drugs. Maybe I am. I, I'm just that. No, I worry about it too. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you, no, I don't want it to. I mean, it should you know be good. Yeah. It, no, it should be good. It shouldn't be sad. It shouldn't be miserable. Your your life shouldn't be falling apart from it. It should be like a smiley thing when you do them. Yeah, yeah. That's and yeah. I mean, it, and it should it should be something that like if you can do it, if it, if you can make it your slave then enjoy it indulge enjoy it but if you can't 
if you can't and you go through what I went through with with dope, like like fuck it. Yeah. Weed, drink wine, whatever, like pop an Adderall. I don't give a shit. Like it's just I could have totally died multiple times. And like yeah. that's why like a year ago yesterday I like fucking woke up in my car while it was still running, like trying to call my job like an hour later. Like I yeah. just was well, asleep in my car running yeah. for an hour. Well, yeah, and I, and, my son. And, and I agree. I, I'm not, I, I agree. Like I, we, I lost somebody that I know, uh, from Coke last year and it was like a really big wake up call. It was one of those things where like, when you want to talk to your kids about the reality of drugs and stuff, it's like some of these substances, like you have to just accept that you're going to die when you do them. Like you have to just be okay with this being the last time you be alive and it's kind of a fucked up way to think. Like it, it's it's not a good place to be when you're like, I don't care if this bump has fentanyl in it or if this is a hot shot. But you know, you still right. can find yourself there. Um, but you know, the, the more you play around with it, and, and you know, the the state of the game these days with fentanyl is just so fucking outrageous. I've lost too many people now where it just is like you have to like you have to adjust. You you can't be in it. You you're gonna die well, if if you're addicted to heroin. You're gonna die from that shit. You know, right? That's the scariest part of it. Because like a year ago, almost like a little bit over a year ago, my cousin died, and I thought he was shooting it up. I found out that he was just snorting it, and Whoa. that's what I was doing. Right. And I was like, oh my god, he died from just snorting it, and like that's when like it really hit. The, like it, it hit me and it was maybe like two or three weeks later where I was finally like, okay, I can't do this anymore. But like it, it scared the shit out of me. Like yeah. I've lost, you know, everybody has been affected by it, you know? Yes. And um, yeah. To like realize that like, you know, those few times where I've been woken up with like my sinuses completely draining out of my head. Like that was me like overdosing. Like, yeah, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You have to I mean you really have to take stock in in your existence and like what you want to do with your life. It's a one-time thing we got here and death will bring us peace, but there's no reason to keep edging ourselves to the line of death, you know. Yeah, and I'm finally at a place in my life where I can like where I'm actually like excited to like be alive, you That's know? Great. Like I'm not just thinking like, what is the fucking point of all of this? Like, why are we here? I'm right. just going to like grow old and die and just have nothing in my past. But now I'm finally at a place where I can like be excited for things. That's wonderful. You know, yeah. like after this phone call, I'm going to go fucking drive to the beach, you know, oh, well, I'm not going to drive. Yeah. He's you're gonna not going to drive. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that would have been a bad, I would yeah. have been like, well, that's not a good way to end the call. <laughs> <laughs> Non-drunk person is going to drive. Drunk person is going to ride and, drive and be really excited to just be on the beach at night randomly. You That's know, fun. like, fuck yeah. yeah. That sounds like, great. Adventures. Yeah, enjoy life. You know, yeah. that kind of stuff. You know, it, it, it's it, it's not... It really doesn't replace the experiences that you can actually have. You know, when you're, like, holed up, passed out in your car, on your couch, or whatever it is, it can't really replace the the simple things in life you know well hey the first time i went rock climbing was the most euphoric i've ever felt the highest i've ever been so 
That's you what know. you gotta find. You gotta go free solo now. You gotta go so. You gotta don't, like. Don't throw that out there. <laughs> Kick that okay. harness off. <laughs> then you'll really hey, feel I alive. I started in the winter time. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Okay, guys. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for calling. Uh, congratulations, and have a great evening. Yeah, we appreciate the call. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Wish All you right, the best, love you guys. Happy New Year. All right. Well, you're ready for break. He's walking hunched over to the restroom. Uh, we'll be back after the break. We've got a few more to go. If you're in the queue right now, we will get to you. This week, we've got music from Maul, M-A-U-L. They're out of Fargo, North Dakota. Hell yeah. The shit bangs. It's hev- heavy metal, death metal shit from the Midwest, which is the best place. Uh, they said, if you're looking for music for tonight's call-in show, here's heavy metal from Fargo, North Dakota. Oh, this is from Alf Devella. Alf Develli, or whatever. How do you say it in German? Alf Develli. Uh One of our longtime listeners, friends, family of Street Fight uh, recommended this. So this is Maul. You can find them at mall701.bandcamp.com we're going to take a break and we'll get to your calls after that we're street fight peace god saw what any of us did that night he didn't seem to mind oh no 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 god doesn't make the world this way we do
are back, as you just heard me say, we're back in a questioning tone. Uh, it's Brian. We're back from break. It's been a fun show so far. Brett is doing something. I think Brett's doing a dab right now. So out of the old nectar, ooh, nectar collector. Go burp there. Um, this Tuesday at nine o'clock, me and Chris James will be talking about shock jock videos on our Twitch stream. Uh, you'll get to see the video of the men we've been talking about. We got man cows, uh, sizzle reel for his TV show, which is, you know, man cowish. And we got man cow going to Satan's woods. We got, uh, 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 we're gonna lo- we're gonna take a look at Greg Shells, a uh, Anthony Cumia video describing what it's like to work with Greg Opie Hughes, and then we're gonna watch some of o- Greg Opie Hughes's streams, which are uh, beach scenes while Opie says annoying things. Basically, gonna get a lot of Opie in there to annoy Chris. Uh, I-, I just I like it when Chris is annoyed, and uh, that's very fun for me. So I think that's going to be a pretty uh, fun show. Uh, It'll be funny. The videos I have set up have some very funny looking people on them uh, because shock jocks are inherently funny looking people. I mean, if you think Howard Stern looks funny, then just wait till you see man cow. And uh, I I, I think it's something that you can enjoy. And uh, so come on there. Help us raise some money. We want some new equipment. uh, I have some static in my headphones, so it would be nice to have new cords and stuff like that. And uh, also, I just want to do it. I just want to have fun and, and do something with my buddy. Also, you can't stream video games at your house. I can't stream video games at my house. So we have to get you a new computer for your house. So we have to get me a new computer for my house. With a better bus speed. With better bus speed. So I can bust on on the stream. So I'll try to play some games on stream. I got some good ones too. I got Yakuza for Christmas and I got Bloodborne for Christmas, which I both I know are both hits and I, I really want to dive in. Bloodborne and Yakuza. Yep. Yeah, that sounds like fun. I'm sure you you will enjoy that. I uh, uh, I want to do like a wake and bake thing where I just get up and play video games and I say it's my job. That seems like a good idea, doesn't it? That would be nice. That would be nice. I was like, it's tell job. my wife, it's my job. Sorry. And uh, on that call in, on that shock jock special, you'll be able to call in and talk to me and Chris. And uh, that'll be fun, too. You know, people people seem to really want to talk about shock jocks with us. And this is your chance. This is your chance to talk. To talk shock stuff, you know, shock comedy. We have some guests on there. It's going to be a really good time. Uh, let's let's get to these calls. We got a few more to go. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, what's up, fellas? This is Terry in DC. What's up, Terry? How are you doing today? Doing real well. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. What's up? Hello. All right, sorry, just switched the headphone. Yeah, doing real well. Hope you guys had a Merry Christmas. Uh, had a quick story for y'all. Just wanted to share something funny I saw today. Uh, so I was down in, uh, I was downtown, I was in DC, and uh, the local anti fascists were having a sort of community outreach picnic today, uh, which was sweet. It right was, on. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, 
it was good. You know, it was uh, Soup for the Family was the name of the event. And uh, they had put up uh, a bunch of flyers, pasting them up, you know, all over the Capitol Hill neighborhood. And, uh, you know, as, as tends to happen, uh, if you promote something like that, if you put up flyers that say DC Antifa meet and greet, uh, you're going to likely attract some unwanted attention to that. Sure. And so we had it on, there, there were people who, who had it on good authority, some sort of intelligence that there were going to be, uh, infiltrators attempting to dock. And, um, when, uh, soon after it started, there were these two young guys uh, who were George Mason students. And Brett, having lived in Northern Virginia, uh, I'm sure you'll agree with me, right off the bat, red flag. Yeah, um, some, that's a concern. George Mason. Yeah, that's a concern. But, uh, yeah, Northern, <laughs> Northern Virginia anything is a concern. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, you know, Raytheon Heights. Um, <laughs> exactly. But, <laughs> but one of these guys, he, you know, young guy, he had like a military buzz cut and he was wearing a Sons of Anarchy jacket. Uh, like with now, a cut? I don't know. If, if, what's that? Like with a cut on the back? It, it wasn't like an actual like biker leather. Okay. Jacket. Okay. It was just, but I mean, it had like a big, you know, Sons of Anarchy patch on the back. Like of a it. rocker patch? Uh, the... And so like. Yeah. Go ahead. What's that? Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. but like, you know, everyone was basically staring at these guys the entire time, you know, why even <laughs> extremely sus. Um, but just if, if that was, uh, if that was some fascist, uh, way of infiltrating, uh, it's one of the top five funniest things I've ever seen. If that was his, uh, <laughs> undercover costume, uh, you know, how do you do, fellow anarchists? <laughs> well, um, maybe they know about Street Fight yeah. being an Antifa show. And uh, uh, we did review Sons of Anarchy as like a big, right. a big episode. Maybe they were like, "Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Street Fight. They love Sons of Anarchy." When we were really just making fun of it, you know. <laughs> so yeah, that was the uh, that was all I had. It, it made me laugh out loud, and I immediately thought of you guys because of you know Sons of Anarchy, uh, you know, being a Street Fight thing. Maybe you so, could have. Uh, that was all I had. Maybe you could have talked so, to him and said, like, well, "What did you think about when they killed Opie?" Or, or like, uh, uh, "What, what? How'd you like the Irish season?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I only got through like the second season. I didn't. So I was, I was, I would have been exposed uh, even quicker than him if I had tried to gone down that route. You could have said Henry Rollins, right? That character was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so, that's, that's great. That's all I got. Hope you guys had a great holiday. Yeah, thanks. Uh, take care. Keep thanks for calling. Yeah, yeah. Henry Rollins was the Nazi guy, right? right? Henry Rollins was a Nazi, yes. Yeah, I think that would be good. I guess that would be the, the, the way to handle that is just be like, what do you think about that Henry Rollins character? Yeah. Like, are you into that at all? Do you think he was the good guy? Do you think he, he kind of had a point? Yeah. You think, you think that uh, his politics were good because... Uh, they're not, but I, I, I'm willing to hear you out now that you're a Sons of Anarchy fan. Can we just talk about Sons of Anarchy? That last season was a slog, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Let's get let's dish. Yeah, yeah. Let's get this next call in. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, this is Liam from Lansing, Michigan. What's up, Liam? How's it going? 
Good. How are you? This is my uh, first time calling in. I'm uh, I'm at home for winter break, and uh, my parents are asleep, and uh, just calling from my room. Um, Brian, I saw you uh, on Twitter. You're becoming a knife guy, are you? I am. I'm playing with my knife as we do the show. So if you're watching on the stream, you see me popping my knife open and doing stabby motions, and then popping it open again. <laughs> I'm trying to get good at it. Oh yeah, yeah. I just I just uh, switched tabs on my laptop. Uh, well, it turns <laughs> out my grandpa uh, used to. He's a retiree. Uh, he used to clear houses for auction, and he found you know knives and old bottle openers. And he dumped off a bunch of them just a few weeks ago. And uh, I have a few of the good ones laying around, and I saw you, your interest uh, pop up in knives, and I figure I'll send you one sometime. Oh. I'll make sure to add something in for Brett. Oh, Brett would like a knife? I like knives, too. Yeah, Brett's... I'll stab someone. Brett would be a knife guy. Yeah, yeah, I have a few, uh, few good ones. I mean, there's... God, there's a few with, like, just serious bites out of them but i'll pick out the better ones um but uh on another hand so i worked this past summer at a landscaping job um and they were really hard ass about being on time like as normal jobs are and like one example is like on my last day my coworker, like we they they say to be there at eight clocking at eight or before and it turned fucking 801 and he was 50 feet away from the clock in and the boss had him written up oh no for one minute See, late that's not that always just made me feel so i i just felt so disrespected as a person when they did that kind of stuff to me yeah yeah it was it was a not, it was not cool of them, and I mean, like that job as a whole was just such a eye opener into like the the small business tyranny. Like I've you know almost every one of my jobs except for like two of them have been for small businesses. Yeah, and that was by far and away the worst one because they say to be there like clock in oh clock in by eight you know be there five minutes early. Like, we ship out for the day at 8. Like, those motherfuckers don't leave till 8.30 at the earliest. Like, no. It's ridiculous. Yeah, any of those, like, blue-collar jobs where you're supposed to leave at a certain time, you you grab ass in the, uh, in the uh, office for a half hour at least before you leave. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was doing that all the time. I was grabbing suckers from the uh, front office, and <laughs> it was... It was I, I fucked around as much as I could from that job. But um, oh, I have one more thing to kind of, so yeah, and I was, I was talking to my parents about that and they're like, you know, I can't, they're liberals and I, they're like, yeah, I, I can't agree with you on that one. Like, you, you know, you got to be on time, you know, five to 10 minutes early each time. Uh, and I don't know. Like, there's just, it's just not you know, acceptable, that, man. I, I. I I I have a, a mental illness that makes it so that I can't be on time for anything. Uh, so if if I show up one minute late, like 
you just got to accept that. Like if everybody else wants to resent me for it, I guess, but I can also just do the job 60 seconds after you started and then we could just be okay with this. You know, there's just, it's, it's not, uh, it's, there's no, it doesn't work. If you, if you have a group of people, if I have a group of people, I want to get something done and I set a time for it. I don't think everyone's going to be there on time. That's never been the case. That's never been a repeatable thing in my life. That someone, everyone would be on time. And, you know, yeah, that, that, I mean, it, one hour makes a big deal. You know, uh, one minute is nothing. Yeah, they, they were complete dicks. And, uh, like, don't even, like, what pissed me off even more is uh, I was able to look up after I left, like, how much PPP money they got. And, uh, I think it turns out they got at least like around one to 200 grand. <sighs> and, uh, like, what did I see like on my last couple days at the job? But two brands think two or three brands banking new, like Ford, like these are F4 and 550s, <sighs> like, and all souped up with a nice aftermarket, yeah. uh, beds and hydraulic lifts and like, you know, it, super crew extended cab. Like I looked those up. They're at least, at least like 40 K. Yeah. Got the rhino and liner. I'm, I'm sitting <laughs> exactly. And I'm sitting here getting 10 50 an hour. And, uh, and they think that you're stealing a minute from them. <laughs> They're going to yeah. come after you for a minute. Once exactly. one sliver, one minute out of 60 uh, for $8 that you're there for. Yeah. They need to get that. I, I can't work out the fucking math in a my quarter, head. One quarter? Like, you just throw a fucking quarter at him and tell him to shut up. Shut up. Here's a quarter. That's what it costs you. Here's your quarterback, fucker. Yeah. Honestly, for, for Christ's sake. like If you made a quarter a minute, that's more. that has to be more than fucking uh, minimum wage. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's good. Their kids work for them. They're uh, college age. And uh, the the you know younger kid drive a tesla you know and well yeah actually uh she she actually uh totaled it thankfully she was on her but you know daddy's getting her a new one and the the older kid you know drives a 20 let's say 16 he drove a 2016 souped up uh uh wrangler and you know when i was leaving the job he was you know selling it to get probably a 2021 one and it's just you know we don't see a lick they're so goddamn arrogant all the work we put in that's the thing that's that's what sucks about all small business times they're so fucking arrogant you know how much their car payment is you know the car they pull up in everybody knows what's going on here we can all see this we aren't stupid like it's not a mystery we we don't like oh i wonder how you i wonder how you got that brand new fucking truck we know Everybody knows here. Like we're all grown ups, but you get to treat me like shit because I'm an employee. Like I can't say anything about it. Right. Yeah. And I'll I'll uh, leave you guys on this last point I have. Like I was working with some of the um, guys who were. Oh God, they've they've been in they've been in the company since it was founded, like in '95, and you know they have all sorts of gripes. And I wanted to. I was like, is that the tip of my tongue? Like saying. Like, say you 
and by the way, they do make a decent living. Like it's not, but they could do better. Like, so I was, er, I was fighting the urge to like, just tell them to fight for more stake in the company, like fight for some ownership of it. Like those guys have been in that company working their asses off for decades. And I don't think they've seen, you know, the, even a fraction of the, um, payment or, or their like worth realized. Yeah. I mean, it, it feels like everybody's pitching in on these projects and then the, the, most of the money is going to the boss. I mean, yeah, yeah. Simple, simple math right there. Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, there's just, that's just the state of things. I don't know how we get outside of it. That is why small, why small business tyrants exist as a term is because they can just do whatever the fuck they want and they're killing it. You know, some of them are doing really well and making it work right now. Well, one way they yeah, do yeah. that is not pay their employees yes. shit and then keep all the money for themselves. That's the best way to make, <laughs> to do things right now. Yeah. And, you know, I said last point was my last, but this will be my last point. Like they were not hurting from the pandemic. We were working full capacity. Like they, the, they, the boss said, yeah, I have too many people working for me right now. Like, f- shut the fuck up, man. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm going to let these last callers in. I hope you guys had a very happy, warm, and safe holidays season. Um, and uh, I'll sharpen up those knives for you guys and send them your way. I mean, I, I'm probably going to try to add a couple small crafts of my own. Keep um the surprise under wraps, but yeah, sweet. Uh, really looking forward to uh, calling in much more. Yeah, cool. Please do yeah. anytime. Thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. Have a good night. Yeah, have a good night. Anytime. You too. Bye bye. Yeah, I don't. I mean, one minute is just. That's one of those. You just. It's just maddening when they're like, well in the system you can't be one minute late and it's like but why does that matter what what there can i appeal to you as like a human being right now and they're like no because the system says one minute late is an occurrence yeah 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 one minute late is that's seven seven minutes is the is the lowest amount of uh grace period to me i thought five we had five yeah yeah i say seven but you know Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? A skeleton. Oh, no. Hello? Hey, coming to us from beyond the grave. We were hey, what's up? Who's this? Person. What's up, guys? Yeah. This is um, Lucas from Lebanon, Ohio. Oh, cool. What's up? How's it going? Pretty good. Um, yeah, I'll make it quick. Um, I know you guys are getting off soon, but uh, I just wanted to mention, like, yeah, the drunk street fighter that calls in every once in a while. I'm a big fan. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, you know, want to want to make sure he he comes back. Yeah, I hope he's okay. We haven't heard from him in a while. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Call back in, uh, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I was also talking to Brett on Instagram a little bit ago about um the wire 
Yeah. And I've just been really into that shit lately. Um, I don't yep. know. I would just definitely recommend it to anybody. <laughs> yeah, it's a very good show. The I Wire? recommend it too. The Wire is good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I um, it, 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 it's a classic for a reason. You know, there's so many incredible characters in it and uh, lots of moments that still make me tear up thinking about it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I also, I just feel like it kind of shows, like, crime, you know, it seems, like, independent of, uh, of whatever, like, the law is trying to, trying to do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It, well, it shows what the judicial system's interested in and what the cops are interested in doing. And, and you know, there's problems with, with any kind of entertainment, but, like, it does show how cynical the whole thing is, which is an important lesson for people to get. Right. It does sure. a, yeah. I mean, it, it, and it does a, I mean, it does an all right job of just making some sort of empathetic appeal to people as far as what the drug game is like and, and who actually is involved. You know, um, it's still something I have to fight with everybody in my life to think that like a shooting in the hilltop, or in Linden, you know, was a tragedy. You know, they think that all those people deserved it or that they're just gangbangers and all this stuff and they have no compassion, you know, for for the what we've given people as, you know, the only option to survive, you know? Yeah. That's well You're said. Right. Yeah. Well, thank I mean, that's pretty much all I wanted to say. All that. Nice. Get, you know, Thanks for calling. <laughs> yeah, the wire kicks it. You know, the wire slaps. Sure. I mean, well, there's already like a fucking hundred people in the comments that have reasons why it sucks and stuff. Yeah, I understand. I mean, sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, yeah. Go ahead. You know, it glorifies cops a little bit too much, but. Yep. I mean, it, it's also a show. Yeah, it's a TV show. It's a TV show. <laughs> Every show is about cops. <laughs> right. Especially in the mid 2000s. Like. Yeah, I also I think McNulty was an asshole though. I never thought that guy was good. I oh, I always oh, thought he was a piece of shit. Yeah, I, I think I think some people I know really identified with that kind of that's butt rock people that like McNulty. Yeah, 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 for sure. You, but, you just <laughs> I did like, a five finger death punch. Also like McNulty, right? You just feel like you're a loser, and that's your okay. destiny is to fuck everything up. Damn. Yeah. yeah. He gets, I'm in uh, season four right now, so I'm, I'm not sure how the show ends up. But he gets, what? You know, he reforms us a little bit. Yeah, you're um, you're, you're in, in a good surprise. season. Yeah, you're in for a surprise. Season four is fan- is that you're you're doing the school one right oh, now? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Dookie. Season, I would say. Um, yeah, that's a good one. I could definitely see myself going back and rewatching it. You know, just yeah. like separately, just season four. Yeah, I've considered rewatching that show. I, it's, it's over Sopranos for me. It's it's more yeah, important. Same here. And uh, you know, yeah. once again, just an entertainment, just a TV show thing. But at the same time, it really does get down some of those moments of like when you do the, the Hamsterdam stuff and like just hanging out in a drug house oh, where right, everybody's right. just doing drugs together, and you know, like that's why we're here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean. You know, some people are McNulty fans. Like, I'm more of a Bubbles guy. 
Christmas. Yeah, Bubbles is great. Yeah, Bubbles is good. Bubbles is good. Right. <laughs> I'm a Bubbles. He's fan. the moral. He's the more. I mean, he he checks McNulty for his like yeah. selfish ways. I think he does. He does. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think he checks all of them honestly. Which is like you know he's squeezing the money out of them. He knows what he can get as a CI. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And he doesn't really give them anything. So <laughs> he gets paid. Yeah, he just gets paid. Well, thanks for calling. Yeah, The Wire is good. Check it out. Yeah, I like The Wire. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to think anything bad about it because there's no reason. It was, you know, it's fun to watch. That's old, too. Yeah. I mean, David what Simon about- is a dipshit, but. Yeah, but who cares? Yeah, I don't care. I like the show. How about I not investigate the person that made a good show? How about yeah. I just watch a good show instead? Yeah, I agree. I'm with you, man. How about I'm Treme? Where are you on Treme? I didn't like it. Okay. But that's just the kind of guy I am, though. Why? I don't know. I just didn't He's... like that one. It's it's slow. It's okay. slower than The Wire. I liked Treme when it came out. I never finished it, though. Yeah. Well, thanks for calling in, buddy. Thanks for reminding us call. about The Wire. Some people forgot about the wire. Yeah, yeah. Of Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Are you a ghoul, a Hello? ghost, or? Hello, yeah. who's this? Uh, hi. Um, my name is Bree. I'm from Maine. Uh, they, that, they, them are the pronouns that matter. Okay. Uh, how's it going tonight? It matters. Okay. To us. How are yeah, you? It no. does matter. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. I mean. It's going, it's going fine right now. Uh, so, I mean, Were yeah, you? I mean, I just uh, went through a pretty bad ordeal this Christmas so that I just uh, thought I'd call in about. Okay, oh, what like happened? Bad ordeals. I like bad well, I mean, ordeals. I mean, I'd like to hear about yeah. it. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it, 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 it changed my life, I guess. It gave me a new outlook on things. But, um, so, I mean, yeah, I... <clears throat> Excuse me. The the weekend before Christmas, um, I uh, was buying a pickup truck from a guy in Pennsylvania, just north of Philly, um, over Facebook. Uh huh. Um, and that's not that's not where the story went. Well, I mean, caused the story. story but it's a good continue. start of a song or something. Yeah, this time. But uh, so me and a friend from I had a friend from Virginia that I met online. And it was also trans, non-binary person. And we decided to make a little road trip down to buy it. And, and so we did that. They showed up on Friday and we were on our way down. And uh, we were running the gas in New Jersey. And we went into like a small town. I think it was called, it was called Clinton. Like it was like 3 a.m. Nobody around. Uh, uh-huh. but because of COVID, all the gas stations are closed. So when we failed to find a gas station, we just decided to head back out on the highway and see what town we find next. You know, um, but before we could do that, we got pulled over for some reason. Oh. It turns out we like made an unsafe lane change, oh, quote unquote. God. But like it, it turned into a whole ordeal. It was like 3 a.m., you know, and yep. this person that I went down there with, they, their, their registration was actually suspended. Uh, and I, you know, they didn't think it was a big deal. Yep. They gotten pulled over for it before in yep. like Colorado. They're big into road trips, so they've been all around the country. <laughs> yeah, um, just driving around, looking at sightseeing. You know, not going near anyone right now because of the virus. But they, the cop in Colorado said it was no big deal. But these cops were like completely different. So they actually they gave them a like 
a search warrant or some shit, like a piece of paper that said, you don't have to sign this, but if you do, you know, we can search your car. And they were intimidated enough. They had never experienced anything like that before. And they'd been told to get out of their car during a traffic stop. So, you know, I was in the car waiting for them. And they didn't think they had anything to hide. So they're like, you know, if I say no to this, they're just going to think I'm suspicious. So I'll say yeah, yes. Don't. So they did this without, without my... Uh, no! My, uh, but, God damn yeah, it. That's exactly what you're not supposed to do. Uh, so they went in the car. The cops went in the car. They called for backup, by the way. And they checked all my shit. All my shit. Like, put my underwear. Like, pulled out my underwear and shit. Ugh. And, like, at that point, you know, I was wearing a dress, and they definitely saw, like, bras and makeup in there. But, I mean, I'm also white, so, I mean, I feel like I was profiled a little bit, but, like, not, I don't know. I don't know. It's too rough. It's too tough to say, but, I mean, it's still, like, we were both, like, young kids. Both kind of look like stoners, so, you know. But they, they did find uh, my weed, so <laughs> yeah, that wasn't fun. But then they also, they also found the, one of those, it's like an extendable baton, like cops sometimes use. Uh-huh. And in some states, that's Fuck. an illegal weapon, uh, including New Jersey. Uh, oh, so that's no. apparently reserved for law enforcement in the state of New Jersey. So they ad- they arrested us. They didn't cuff us, but they did escort us back to the police station. We were in for hours, got mug shots and fingerprints. They have this little touchscreen thing that, like, barely works. And they, they have to do, like, all your fucking fingers and, like, your palm and the side of your hand. And they were just, like... And I was just like, man, this is the, the worst episode of Law and Order I've ever seen. And this cop laughed a little bit. I thought maybe if you can get him to laugh, sometimes they'll let you off. But no, I mean, I got off easy. It's just a drug. Ch- it's just a municipal drug charge because New Jersey just legalized pot. Yeah, so yeah. Couldn't really do much about that. Right. But the other person, like driving without a registration, you know, illegal weapon, which is like I don't know. They were doing some research, and there's like a way that they can get it to count as a felony. They like said. You could face up to 18 months in prison for that, you know. But, like, I don't know. I got a bunch of people to Venmo me some money to try to pay for the stuff. And really, it, we got off pretty clean. Uh, like, my, I, I have a piece of paper now that says uh, my name versus the state of New Jersey, which I think is hilarious. That's funny. The That's funny. The funniest cool. sentence my name has ever been put in. Yeah, no, I mean, I uh, I got a weed charge, and I also was, like, really enjoyed that I, I got that. It was, like... You know, I guess other people will be embarrassed by it, but I think it it really improves my stature in the community. <laughs> yeah, I mean, white privilege played a lot into this because, like, if we were anyone else, we'd be like either dead or in prison. You know, but like two nerdy kids, no criminal criminal record. Yeah, kind of punks, but we're like really nice and weren't belligerent. So it's like, yeah, whatever. Well. You know, so they're doing fine. Uh, so I got to PA. We we that ruined our night. We had to stay at a hotel rather than going all the way back down, all the way down to Virginia. Uh, but it worked out. I bought the truck and had a nice weekend. But then I drove it back, uh, and because it was a private seller, uh, you know, no plates, no registration, no nothing. So I was trying to drive pretty careful. Um, I knew I had the bill of sale and the valid title that we'd all signed, so I figured there was nothing to worry about. Um, but after visiting my family in New York and driving through like like southern New York, I, I got pulled over again. I mean, it was again, it was in the dead of night, like the best time to yeah. encounter cops. And I'm not gonna lie, I love this new truck, so I was driving it pretty fast and it's like I'm from Maine, all the highways are like, you know, seventy or eighty is the speed limit. I've never fucking seen a highway that was fifty five. Like that's a backcountry road for me. 
Yeah, New Jersey and New York. (laughs) Yeah, like you're just yeah the worst two places. But this time they were state state troopers pulled me over. They have red lights for some fucking reason. I thought it was an ambulance that was following me. Like, why am I getting pulled over by an ambulance? Like, no, state police. I got fucking ties on. She's just like young, like frat boy looking motherfuckers. Um, so they actually they I, I thought I had nothing to worry about. I kind of expected this to happen, but it turns out. I didn't know this at the time, but my license was suspended like two months ago. <laughs> no fucking clue. I had, it's a horror <laughs> movie. No I think, this is, yeah, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. No, no. And I, the Turnpike Authority fucking sent me, like, you know, a letter about something from, like, paying tolls and stuff or something like that. And it said, like, the registration on my old vehicle was suspended. And I'm like, okay, that vehicle's trashed and gone now. So I guess I have nothing to worry about. I don't know. <laughs> I'm fucking 24. I don't know this shit. Yeah, this is how they teach you. Works. But anyway, so this, yeah, exactly. This is how you learn. You don't fucking learn this in school. Your parents never teach you. But it's like, no, like, but because of that, they had the right to just totally fuck me over for driving a car. No license, no place, no... No insurance, no nothing. They tried to guilt trip me by saying, like, you know, yeah, if we let you go right now, you know, we could get in a lot of trouble. Um, you know, if you if you we're just looking out for you, man. If you get in a car crash, your car's got no insurance, you know? So we just don't wanna we don't want you to fucking you know, we don't want, uh. want that to happen to you. But it fucked me up even more because they call a tow company, they they impound my truck, uh my my fucking 2004 Toyota Tacoma that I just fucking bought. I was super excited about it. Been waiting for like five months to fucking get this get behind the wheel of this thing and the tow truck driver i drove he, they, my only option i had nowhere else to fucking stay and i told him i have nowhere else to be i can't no one can come help me i'm miles from anyone i know i've never heard of this fucking town before it was in worksboro new york it's like middle of nowhere you know like fucking sounds made up like the nearest city was like poughkeepsie which is like miles away but this like so yeah, I mean the truck driver, the tow truck driver wasn't wearing a mask, and so for the next few days I had I spent like three days. What was going to be just like a one day trip from Virginia to Maine turned into like fucking three day ordeal to like get back home to try to visit my family before Christmas, which is what I was planning to do. I was staying pretty COVID safe before this, but not any fucking more. Uh, I actually couldn't visit my family on Christmas because I'm too terrified of giving them fucking the disease because I exposed to so much shit but i spent the night in two different hotels you know smoked like at least three packs of cigarettes i'd say uh i was drunk for i think every night that's the sad thing that happened <laughs> but i made my way out okay i think i took i took a i took stayed at two different hotels got a deal that was like 600 bucks to get my truck towed back to maine because it's the only way i can fucking get it back yeah these fucking people and they charged 75 bucks a day to keep that there so that's another Fuck. 600 yeah but i took a lift a, a lift from fucking uh, Middleton to Poughkeepsie, and then I got on a train. And the only way for me to fucking get to anywhere close to Maine, which is Boston, was to take a fucking train into New York fucking City. So into Grand Central Station. I've only ever been to New York City once in my fucking whole life. I had to go there, uh, and then I stayed at I stayed at Penn Station until fucking 3 a.m. on Christmas Eve, waiting for the train to Boston. And then as soon as that came, I got on the train to Boston, fell asleep on the train, got up at like 8 a.m. and then got in another Amtrak back to Maine and was finally home. And then I get all the way home and my parents say, we don't want you visiting because you've been to fucking New York City. I'm like, I understand. <laughs> so yeah, that's how the New York State Police uh, stole Christmas. Uh, and I'm like, 
I'm unemployed and I got, I had almost nothing before that. Like the money I got for the truck was like shit. I was, I like begged family members for and like got from a, like, you know, an insurance thing in a car accident I was in, in my previous vehicle. So like I got nothing. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you got everything. I hear people calling in. Yeah. I think that's, you got, I mean, true, I guess. And, you know what? Here, here's what I'm going to say. You you really like you accomplish a lot and you're a survivor, and uh, you, you are you're at you're at a an age that's you know a decade beyond where I'm at, uh, but like I feel like you've got a very fulfilling and wonderful life ahead of you because you know how to just roll with the punches. I, I feel like I the, that's the I mean, part of Street Fight is that like we got the shit beat out of us when we were 24 and then came out on the other <laughs> side. And I feel like you've encapsulated that, you know, all that stuff sucks. Yeah. I do agree. Uh, it, it, this, this is how you learn not to get caught up though. Like I said, like you're, you're not going to ever going to repeat these things ever again in your life. This is and the only way you, you learn like, them. Argue with them. Like, like know what your rights are. Like say, Hey, you can't look through my bags unless I sign a piece of paper too. You know? Absolutely. That, that, that's a big yeah. part of it too. Yeah. You don't want to let them search. You just want to say no. Like you, do you have grounds? Like you have to prove that you need to search. Yeah. There's you, you can't let them into your, into your world. Yeah. That That is really funny though, because yeah. there, there are people that I've hung out with before that like the cops has shown up and they were like, yeah, we've got nothing to hide, and it's like, hold on, I've I've got a lot to hide. Yeah, we've like, got I've got a I've got a lot to hide. Like it's not like <laughs> you, there's a lot to hide over here. Yeah. Like, like yeah. quick, we have to do it quick. Yeah, no, I'm. Uh, I mean, like the only thing right now that like I mean, I survived the fucking ordeal. You got the epic bacon story. Anyone? You get to live your and life. It's a great story, you know, like. The one thing, the worst thing that happened to me at Penn Station, some guy tried to sell me crack. Uh, that's about it, you know. And True. then I bought some weed off of him. He tried to get me to pay like fifty bucks for a gram. No, and I said that there's no way I'm doing that. Yeah, what do you <laughs> think I am? Like, okay, never mind. I'm not a yeah, fucking sucker. Actually, am I? Was I born yesterday? No yeah. way. Am I paying fifty a gram? Yeah, no, no, <laughs> no. I managed to get him to go down and get get some pretty good stuff from him. So, I mean, that was all right. So it was good that I got that back. But really, I have, I mean, I wanted to tell this story, but I also, you know, before I go, did want to, I did set up a GoFundMe to, like, pay for all this shit because, you know, I have rent. Okay. And I thought, my, you know, I I don't know. My my Twitter is a snoopford underscore 3D. Yeah. At Snoopford underscore three D and the uh the GoFundMe is pinned to the top of my feed. Like no one has to fucking follow me. Snoopbird? I, I don't know, I'm pretty desperate for cash right now. Sn- yes. Sn- uh, capital S, capital B, two Ds. Snoopbird with two Ds underscore three D. Please just say on. every letter. Say the know. letters. I don't know what S N O O P B I R D D underscore three D. Yes, that is it. Not- You'll find the GoFundMe right on top. Snoop Bird so, underscore. What's after the underscore? 3D. 3D. 3D, capital D, I guess. I don't know if caps matter. With no, the they don't. I, didn't. I can't okay, find you. Okay. 
I can't believe Brett can't find uh, you. Snood Bird? Snoop. Snoop? S-N-O-O-P. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. B-I-R-D-D. Two Ds. Yes. Yeah, all one word. Uh-huh. Two Ds. Two Ds. Underscore. Underscore three D. Three D. Three D. Third dimension. Yeah, yeah. It's like Wolfenstein 3D. Oh, I love Wolfenstein. That was a big deal. Wolfenstein yeah. 3D was very... Yeah, I played yeah. that game. It was very hard. I remember I had yeah. a buddy. He We didn't have a computer at my house. He had a computer at his house, and he had Wolfenstein on it, and that was like... I would go... He sucked, but he had a computer that had Wolfenstein, so I would go do sleepovers at his <laughs> house. <laughs> oh, Yeah. I had so many friendships as kids that were just that. Like, this kid's an asshole, but he has Halo, so whatever. Yeah, I can deal with it. He thinks he's better than me, but yeah. I get to play, like, uh, Warcraft all night long. So yes. I'll put up with the insults because he's pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, I found you, Snoop Bird. You know, I, I would honestly yeah. be doing the same thing. Uh I think that in this day and age, it's really pretty incredible how far like $5 can go. And if someone's having like oh, a yeah. crisis, you know, it, it's not like a constant situation. But, you know, whenever I needed $600, I would just go to a new payday advance place. Like I would just get myself deeper in debt or I would get myself in a worse situation. So I absolutely, you know encourage you trying to fundraise for this thing. I, I eventually found you here and, and I will share the uh, GoFundMe on all of our social stuff and, and make sure people chip in. Thanks nice. for calling. Thanks oh, for calling man. in. I really appreciate that. Five different fucking violations. It sucks. I mean, good night, guys. Thank yeah, have a good yeah, night. I, oh, we, sorry. Keep going. No, I mean, the hard thing about the show is that like, you know, we get to do the things that we do, but we suffered a lot and we had, we luckily washed out of working life, but everybody else is still doing work in life. And you know, there's not enough money to make life work when you're doing work yeah. in life, you know, like when you're, if it's, if you just have to get an hourly wage, the, it, there's not enough money. You know? Yeah, I yeah. know. Oh, man. Yeah, no, I know how that feels. Thanks for calling uh, in. Well, yeah, thanks for guys, calling. Yeah, you guys have a good night. <laughs> have a good too. one. Bye. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like, it, it's just, there. I feel it's totally hopeless. I think this far in, I, I really want people to believe that there's going to be a different world, but I don't believe that myself. Like, I think no. it's just like all... It's all misery. It's all I can only. This all I come up in front of misery every time I try to do things. But we can kind of share the same five dollars over and over again, yeah. and uh, alleviate some of the tension. You know, like uh, the the what shape street fight was our early years of being twenty kicked out of the house. Like your parents don't like you for whatever reason, either politically or because they just have this weird boomer feeling about, you know, you need to make your own way, kick the bird out of their nest. And there was it was just beg, borrow and steal. It was just really rip off your employers like steal. That's yeah. the only way to get by is fucking steal. Yes, I agree. Stealing is the, is the, the only sane option to regular life mm -hmm. when you look at the median income and what people are making what the households are making you cannot get by without straight up jack moves 
Yeah. You no. have to do something illegal to get ahead. And in and the highest the highest echelons of society are rewarded for that stuff, for taking advantage of people, and and we are subject to punishment for it. Mm-hmm. But I would not be where I'm at without fucking theft, fraud, and robbery. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm with you, man. I I would not be anywhere near I wouldn't be alive if I hadn't figured out how to steal and hustle. <laughs> and and the these charges, you know, just I, I I bought a car in the middle of the night, and the government's getting taxes on that car. Mm-hmm. You're going to go pay for insurance and all this stuff, and nobody needs a license to drive a car, really. Yeah, the people that are driving them want to be safe, and they do not want to crash them into anybody else. Yeah. So this I mean, person I- just bought this car, and they want to get home. We Why is the law stopping that from happening? This seems like harassment. Yeah, I actually had the same thing happen to me once. I got into a fucking accident, and the cops came, and they were like, uh, you don't have your license. And it had been suspended for something. I don't know, a fucking ticket or some shit that I didn't pay that I didn't know I had, that I didn't know it was suspended for. And it was that was a whole ordeal, man. Yeah, they uh, that's their system, man. Fuck the... You should be able... I'm... Fuck these licenses, man. If you can get behind the wheel of the car, you can drive it. Gwen's ass is driving a car, which is insane to me. Yeah. She's yeah, a child. Here. She's a kid. I'm going to have her drive home <laughs> She's a tonight. fucking kid. Uh, my daughter can drive a car, I think. Yeah. She, she drives maybe. a go-kart. Yeah. But a regular car, she'd do fine. <sighs> Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hello? Hello? Who's this? Uh, this is, um, Sunshine in Utah. What's up? I just wanted... Hello, Sunshine. Oh, good, good thing. Um, yeah, oh, there were so many things that were brought up earlier tonight that I wanted to comment on, but I'm just going to go back to the thing that I called in to talk about, which is I want to celebrate helping to recently re-entering people um, who were just formerly incarcerated in Oregon getting their rent paid by a mutual org in Oregon. And um, I just want to celebrate that. And I called in to, to tell people about that. Is there a way that people can, can donate to that mutual aid fund still? Um... Uh, they, I think they have like some, it's Lane County mutual aid is like sort of the, it, I think people on the inside found out about Lane County mutual aid, which is just a mutual aid. There's like mutual aid groups in every state, in every area, in every state, in some capacity. So like, anyways, um, but there was a hunger strike in Lane County in like the March to May time period sort of. And I, I'm I'm wondering if there's a relationship between people on the inside finding about finding out about this mutual aid group from that. Anyways, but it it was really cool to be part of that. Um that these two people getting their rent paid after just re entering from prison. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, yeah, that's great. Absolutely. That's wonderful. It's good that you did that. That you were a part of something like that. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah and I and in there's uh so much of uh so much of us us all of us that that make this show happen want the world to be a drastically different place. Uh, but you know when you can divert a very small amount of funds. You know, to to change somebody's lives, to pay for that that like that security deposit, uh, you know, a thousand dollars really spends, you know, significantly for so many people in our society, and oh my god, we yeah. we we have the opportunity to redirect a lot of that. Uh, you know, the internet has provided a platform to democratize media and sex work and so many other things, but at the same time, uh-huh. we've been able to you know, uh, get $600 to someone that needs just like $600. Oh, it's insane. It's been a big part. It's so radical. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, you know, there, there's a, it's not the best solution, but it has provided like a lot of uh, answers to how can, what can we do for this person? You know, like what, how can we and, make sure they're taken care of? And it shows our power. Like we know, like all of us collectively know what it's going to take and how to do it. I, that's, that's like what I, you know, hoped at least. Yeah. It, it, all of us know that. I, I mean, like we're building a world inside this world. And if we can make that world spread, you know, the whole world would be better. It's like people are so paralyzed with trying to take over the government and shit like that. And it's like, why not just build a oh, world, no, you know? Uh-huh. I agree. Well, anyways, I just wanted to celebrate, you know, the small actions of mutual aid groups everywhere. And um, uh, I'll check for the next caller. Thank you. Have a good night. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, you too. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like um, most of the problems in my life, most of the problems that Street Fight have come down to money. <laughs> Like money is the problem that everybody has in their life for the most part. So alleviating some of those for people, you know, like folks that can create a campaign, you know, people that know people online, that know how to navigate these situations, that have a valid bank account. You know, there's lots of qualifiers on why this isn't so, this isn't the solution. But um, there has been a lot of uh, effort towards radical causes and mutual aid and and straight up money i mean it's really money is what makes the world go around like that that, that's what it is more than anything like they don't need just likes they just need 25 dollars from me yeah i have 25 (laughs) dollars yes that's true that's true they just need 25 dollars from a few people yeah i mean yeah i made we we made some we've made donations all the time during this year you know to people that need it and have goals and uh it, it really just you just whatever you can afford today is enough yeah that's how i i mean that's how i feel about everything is like what can, i can give you x amount of dollars today without feeling bad about it so if, if anybody ever asks me for money i will provide yeah like that's a, like that's my lesson from the buddha is that like if people ask you give 
That, that's all I can do. I, if I only have a dollar today, I, I'll give you a dollar. But sometimes I have a hundred dollars and that's what I'll do. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at too. It's like, if I have something in my pocket, I'll give it to you. You know, yeah. if, if I don't, I can't. So if I, you know, I spend a couple hours a day scrolling through social media. And if somehow you have a GoFundMe that ends up in my lap out of nowhere, someone says they care about it. And I can send five dollars. That's enough to to snowball into five thousand dollars, you know, to get surgeries, to get you know, new housing situations, to change somebody's life. It's not good. It's not, you know, anything. It, it's not like the solution to anything. But I do agree that, like, that's that's what we can do. Yeah, that's it, all we can. It, it's do. working. Yeah, <laughs> for some people. Thanks for listening to Street Fight. We will see you on Wednesday night. No, we'll see you on Tuesday night when we're doing the Shock Jock call-in show. Oh, like a little Shock Jock joke here. See you Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. But. All right. Peace.